Welcome to Nimmin Live, the number one place on the internet to learn about YouTube, network with other content creators, and have an awesome time doing it. My name is Nick, and today I'm answering your YouTube questions. So if you are joining us on the replay, meaning after the stream is complete, I do want to let you know that you can join us next Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern, and we also have timestamps down in the description so you can skip around to whatever parts of this live stream are the most important to you, so you can see the questions that are getting answered on the stream today. If you are joining us live, I do want to encourage you to get your questions into the form because I'm going to answer them in the order that they are received once they are in the form, and um, as of right now, because I literally just cleared the form, we're at zero. So if you want to, if you want your question um, asked, get it in there right now, and I guarantee it'll get answered on the stream today. In addition to that, first off, hope everybody had an awesome, uh, you know, week and weekend and all of that good stuff. But before we get into um, all of that, I do want to let you know that this stream is brought to you by TubeBuddy, which is the number one tool for YouTube content creators. TubeBuddy will help you optimize your videos for discovery. It'll help you find good video ideas, help you optimize your videos specifically for YouTube search. It'll help you test your thumbnails against each other. So you can swap them out to see which thumbnails are the most effective for the people that you're trying to reach. And they give you a bunch of data behind that as well. You can try TubeBuddy for free down in the description below, or you can go to TubeBuddy.com slash and you can see what TubeBuddy can do for you. In addition to that, this stream is co-brought to you by StreamYard, which is the streaming platform that I use to live stream this every single Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. And the reason I use StreamYard is because it's easy. Right, I like stuff that's easy. So it's um, it's super easy to use. They do all the heavy lifting for me in the cloud. So that means that even if my computer isn't strong, I can still run StreamYard and still have a great show without worry of everything crashing or going offline or anything like that. But they also make it easy to bring guests um, onto your live streams. They make it super easy to um, to add graphics to your live streams, like the graphics that you're seeing, you know, right here on the screen right now. You can even add slides into this um, if you wanted to, and they have all types of different layouts and things like that when you bring guests on. It's awesome. But you can try StreamYard for yourself at StreamYard.com. Now, with all that out of the way, um, I just want to. I just want to say what's going on. I hope everybody's doing fantastic. I know we have, um, for those of you in the UK, uh, my condolences to you. Um, for those of you that are, uh, you know, in the UK that are, you know, just feeling a little bit, you know, down uh, today with all the stuff that's going on. I'm pr I, I think I'm going to have a little bit of trouble here. Maybe not. Um, but in some cases, you know, I know they're like crowning, you know, the, uh, the, the next one and all that stuff. So, um, you know, feel free to, you know, watch that as well. <laughs> you know, this will be here, you know, when you're done. Um, that's history. This isn't. So, uh, so you know, there's that. But um, in addition to that, as we are, you know, starting to um, get into this, I just hope that, you know, everybody has had a uh, great week. So one thing that I do want to address really quick is if you were uh, watching or if you haven't watched the news clip that I posted yesterday, not the clip, but the new segment that I did yesterday, I really encourage you to watch it, especially if you have a channel to where um, you know that you're kind of riding the line on being a little bit risky with what it is that you're doing on YouTube, um, because they've updated some of their policies and those policies could negatively affect you. So because of that, it's really important that you stay in tune with that. But in addition to that, for everybody else, also make sure that you check it out as well, because the whole stream, the whole news segment is to help keep you informed on the news that's happening around YouTube that impacts you as a content creator. So make sure that you check that out. So ready to rock and roll today. Ready to get this, uh, ready to get this party started. Coming in a little bit late today. Um, here with the, uh, with the stream, I was hanging out with D. We we're eating some pizza. We we're getting our flights and stuff together for Vid Summit, which by the way, is only 17 days away. So if you are 
going to be in California um, September 27th to the 29th. Make sure that you have a ticket to Vid Summit because um, we're going to be there. We're going to be hanging out as well as a bunch of other YouTube content creators that are there for the purpose of helping you get better at YouTube. So make sure that you uh, make sure that you check that out. But I get links to that down in the description as well. And uh, looks like Jerry says pineapple pizza boys in the house. Yep, representing. That's exactly what we had today. Pineapple pizza with some onions on it, with some nachos, with everything on the outside. That was our uh, meal today. Brian G. Johnson in the house. What's up, my man? Shark Scrapper. What is going on? Hope you're doing fantastic, Chantel. Hope that you are doing great today as well. Wonder old man cooking. Hope that you're doing fantastic. All right. So what we're going to do um, is we are going to go ahead and start getting into the content today, getting a little bit warmed up here with all my talkity talk, talk, talk. So we're going to go ahead and uh, just go ahead and get right into the content today. So the very first question today, Ron, what's going on, man? Hope you're doing great. Is from the Creator Classroom. Creator Classroom says they do Canva tutorials. The goal of the channel is to help people. And the question is, will the new user agreement updates uh, with the perceived, well, you know, <laughs> mean that we will no longer have to look at thumbnails with provocative poses on them? You know what I mean. I like what you did there. So, um, so no, not necessarily, but you know, one of the things is, you know, when it comes to that sort of, you know, content, some of it's going to get picked up, you know, automatically and, um, you know, through their system and some of it is just going to need to get reported. So, you know, if you do find those types of things that you think are in violation of that to where it is being, you know, there's a difference between being, you know, suggestive versus being like, you know, like, Hey, we're like really, you know, kind of skirting the line here. So if you see those types of things, if you wanted to, you could report it. Um, you know, even though I don't like necessarily seeing those things pop up in my feed, you know, I probably wouldn't report it personally, but you know, you can't. If, uh, you know, if you, uh, if you, if you wanted to, that's definitely, uh, definitely an option that is on the table always. So elevate with, uh, Vern says, uh, see here, you've been a member for 11 months. Thank you for your support there says my YouTube crush. <laughs> Thank you for that. I appreciate that. So, um, see here, the next question that we have here on the list. And again, if you are just joining us, we're talking about YouTube, all things related to YouTube. I've got a form down in the description where you can get your question answered for free here on the stream today. Thanks to our sponsors, TubeBuddy and StreamYard and, um, and other, you know, channel sponsors as well. But our next question, uh, oops, I did that one already is from poop scoops for noobs, a little party happening there. So the, the channel is a pooping scooping business. So basically they clean up, you know, dog waste, that kind of stuff. And the goal of the channel says, uh, become a brand and resource for scoopers in the industry. And the question is, how can I implement practices to not compare my channel to other people in my niche? Every channel is on its own journey, but it does get demoralizing seeing other people's videos blow up. It does. And the, the thing about um, comparing yourself to other channels is it can drive you nuts. I, I, I think there's a natural thing that happens, you know, inside of us to where we're like, you know, like if we see somebody doing, you know, better than us, you know, we have that like, hey, good for them. But then we also have that like, you know, hey, I need to do better, right? So, so you know, in that particular situation, I think just keeping that part, you know, a little bit under control, but you can also use that to drive you. However, getting discouraged by it, I think is kind of the, um, the wrong path to take because at the end of the day, you know, other people have different experiences in their life that bring them onto YouTube. Like me, I had an advantage when I came on. I already knew how to make thumbnails, like high quality, thumbnails from graphic design experience. I already knew how to light and take photos for my thumbnails from photography experience. I already knew a little bit about um, creating and editing videos as well by for providing that service for other people. So because of that, 
um, you know, I came on with advantages and that helped me, you know, get going. But even with those advantages, when I was first getting started, it still took me five months to get my first 150 subscribers, right? So, uh, you know, everybody, like you mentioned here, everybody's on their own path and it is really easy to, to play the uh, comparison game. But the best thing you can do for your own mental state is compare yourself with yourself. So, you know, YouTube gives us our, our 28 days. You can actually go, our 28 days reports in our YouTube analytics, you can actually go into those and you have a compare option to where you can compare date ranges and things like that. So instead of looking at other channels and saying like, hey, they're doing better than me right now, try to take note of what it is that they're doing, but then think to yourself like, okay, let me look at my stats and let me see how I was doing last month. Am I doing better or worse? If I'm doing worse, then I gotta I gotta step my game up. I gotta start paying attention more. I gotta start putting more work into this, maybe research the videos a little bit better. I gotta start working on, you know, skill development so I can start doing this stuff, you know, a little bit more efficiently, you know, those types of things. But I think, you know, comparing yourself to others is always the uh the straight path to uh to frustration and uh and and in some cases it can also you know kind of give you like a lack of you know confidence in what you're doing and things like that so you know hopefully that information helped and uh you know and try to uh you know try to take some deep breaths you know all of that and be like hey it's cool i'm i'm in my own zone here <laughs> trying to create my own universe so iphone chris welcome to stream man hope you're doing fantastic the driver sensei first super chat of the day super says chat. yo nick question do you think it's best to release shorts and long form without Publish a subscription feed and notify subscribers. What do you suggest? So um, I think that you should have notifications turned on for everything that you publish with the exception of if you make a channel trailer um, or a channel milestone. So if you make a channel trailer um, that you are only going to use for the purpose of having it in that channel trailer spot on your YouTube channel page, then in that case, that's where you want to make sure that you have, you know, that you, uh, you know, don't have that going out to your subscribers because it's a trailer. It's not necessarily made for distribution on YouTube, right? Um, but everything else, yeah, absolutely, absolutely go for it. And hey, really quick, um, as we get into this as well, I do want to remind you, those of you that are already TubeSpanner users, go ahead and get your notepads open so that you can take notes on any of the information that resonates with you today. If you're not a TubeSpanner user, I recommend that you try it out. I got a link in the description or you can just go to TubeSpanner.com. But there's also a browser extension that will let you take notes on this live stream. So what you can do, I mean, you can take notes on any video on YouTube, you can use it to study your competitors, things like that. But basically with this particular tool, you'll be able to take notes during the live stream and then you can download those notes after the stream is over if you would like. And you can also come back into the stream and all that information is gonna be stored so you can actually jump to those specific parts of the video as well. So I just wanted to send you that reminder for those of you that are TubeSpanner users and that little bit of a nudge for those of you that are not TubeSpanner users yet. <laughs> I'm not putting a big yet on there. <laughs> so, uh, hey, Smoking Joe, what's up, man? Hope you're doing great. So uh, next up on our list here, we got the uh, poop and scoop and business taken care of there, I believe. Let me let me look at the question. Yeah, yeah, that was on the comparison. Um, like I said, came in late, so I'm still trying to get my, my, my flow together here. So the type of channel for this next question, um, this is from Bearded Iron. What's going on? Hope you're doing awesome. Bearded, I feel you right there. Says they do fitness content. The goal of the channel is to help dads lose the dad bod. We should talk. I'm not a dad, but I've got a dad bod. The um, question is, hey, Nick, great job as always. I often hear people talk about the snowball effect. Can you explain what this means? Absolutely. So the snowball effects, hey, Dean Nimmin in the house. What's up, bro? Hope you're doing fantastic. So um, when the, I actually know you're doing fantastic because we just, we just ate. So, you know, that was just kind of like a, you know, thing there. But anyway, the, uh, the snowball effect works kind of like this. When you first start your YouTube channel, you have one video, right? On that very first video that you publish, you only have one video working for you on your behalf. Even if it's a great video, 
you can only carry the weight of the channel with that one video. Then 10 videos later, now you have 10 videos that are working on your behalf. Some of those videos might be bringing in a lot of views. Some of those videos might be bringing in, you know, like one view a day, but you have a consistent, if all of them are bringing in 10 views a day, you have a consistent 10 views a day that you can pretty much count on. Now span that out over the course of a content, or let's just say over the course of however long it takes you to get to hundred videos. Then in that case, once you get to that 100 videos, now you have a hundred videos working on your behalf. And out of, out, of, out of those 100 videos, some of those videos you might be getting, you know, a few views per day. Some of the videos you might be getting thousands of views a day. Some of them might be getting hundreds of views a day and so on. And then all of that causes the amount of activity that's happening on your YouTube channel to accumulate in a major way. So the whole idea is as you're building your content library, you have all of this content behind you that helps kind of push everything forward. Now, along with this, you also have more clarity in the system inside of YouTube. So when you first publish your video, YouTube might not know exactly who the right person is to resonate with that content or as a content creator, it might take you a while to, you know, really get in tune with, uh, you know, how to do all of this stuff and how to reach the people that you're, you know, trying to reach and all of that. But as you start gaining that experience and you start getting, you know, better and better video performance, that same exact thing happens to where the videos that do perform well, even though you might have, you know, some duds along the way, the videos that do perform well, those end up carrying a lot of weight and again, help pushing you forward in your content creator journey. So that's the idea when it comes to, you know, how things kind of snowball on YouTube. But in addition to that, just to add, you know, another layer to this. So another part of the snowball is when you first get started, you don't know a lot about YouTube, right? You know, you know, like, hey, I got to upload videos. Maybe I got to, you know, write a good title. Maybe I got to make some thumbnails. But, you know, you're just starting to put videos together. You're trying to learn how to do the thing. But, you know, 100 videos in, 50 videos in, you're going to have a much better understanding of what it is that you're doing. You're hanging out here. So you're going to know, you know, what it is that you need to do to get things moving. You just have to take the action on it and actually put in the work. But once you are doing those things, then even your skill sets are improving. So, at one point, you start hitting a point to where it's like, hey, now I can make good thumbnails for every thumbnail that I put out. I can make you know good, effective thumbnails that people will respond to. I can make good titles that people will respond to. I can make videos that will keep people watching for a competitive level for everything or almost everything that I put out. So you have that content library that continually, you know, keeps growing, and then your skill sets that continually keep growing, and all of that stuff can keep pushing you forward. So that's the idea. All right, so um, as we keep on trucking here for our next stream, if you're just joining us, um, we are talking about YouTube today. We're talking about growing on YouTube. We're talking about getting subscribers on YouTube. We're talking about, uh, um, you know, dealing with the, you know, looking at other YouTube channels and, you know, kind of comparing yourself and thinking like, you know, why are they doing better than me? And, you know, those types of things. This entire stream is driven by the questions that are asked during the stream. So please feel free to get your question in the form that is down in the description. So hopefully we can answer your question as well. Um, the next question that we have here on the list is from Where's My Map? Where's My Map um, does travel and events. The goal of the channel is to provide great travel experiences. And the question is, hey, Nick, is there any way to control what is shown in the three-second preview of your video when someone hovers over the thumbnail? YouTube does not select the best preview clips. I really wish. 
um, that we had control over that. That would be awesome. If in addition to picking the thumbnail, if we could pick like, hey, these are, you know, important parts of the video or these are, you know, this is something that's really epic in the video to if somebody saw it in the scroll that they would definitely want to click on this based on whatever it was. Now with that, it'd be a really easy thing to exploit to make it look like, you know, there was more going on in the video than it actually was if you did have that control. But I mean, you know, we kind of have that control in the thumbnails anyway, so you might as well keep it going since you're going to take the thumbnails away and start previewing the video, in my opinion anyway. So uh, one other thing that I do want to bring to your attention, and I'm not going to be hitting you with stuff all the time. I just got, you know, my, my things that I got to get out here. But one other thing that I do want to make sure that I do bring to your attention, um, for those of you that don't yet know, um, we have a free music service called Creator Mix. Um, you can find that at creatormix.com. It's free music that you can use in your videos. You can play it in the background of your live streams. You can use it in your podcast, all that stuff. Um, um, and it's all provided by Creator Mix, which is made by my brother D, who did most, all, really, who did it um and and me <laughs> who gave some input so uh so definitely check out um creatormix.com when you get a chance also if you just want to jam to some really good music you can find creator mix on all of the streaming platforms we're getting ready to cross 2000 monthly users over on spotify so definitely you know head over there and join that party um as well so our next question here is from one step one step uploads every other day the type of channel is fighting games. The goal of the channel is to turn my skills and passion into a fun and profitable career. All right, so we, we got a long one here. So the question is, says, hey, dude, what's going on? Or my dude, my dude, what's going on? Says, hope you're doing great. I am, thank you. Hope you're doing great as well. Um, so my channel's been doing awesome, and I love where it's going, and I do fighting games, Super Smash Brothers, so on and so forth. And when I live stream, it's those games, of course, that are the lives are always a blast. But... I've recently been experimenting with going live and just playing whatever and calling it chill variety stream where I go live because I wanna play X game and the variety stream isn't necessarily to gain subs or anything. It's more or less just an outlet because I'm gonna play a game that's not a fighting game. I mean, might as well stream too, right? And just chill with my big fans that just wanna come and hang with me. My question is, is doing that variety hurting my channel because it's not fighting games? If you have people coming in and they're enjoying that content, then in that case, you're doing fine, right? Because the, the whole purpose of that particular stream, you know this going into it, is like, hey, this is just a community thing. I'm doing this for the people that are into my content, the people that are most engaged, the people that you know want you know the, to see more of what it is that I'm doing. Um, so, so what you're doing right there is perfectly fine. Now, the thing that you do want to make sure that you are being a little bit more um, careful with is, when you are leaving those up on the replay, one thing that can happen is, you know, for whatever reason, if people start responding to those, you know, fi to, to the other games that you're playing more, then YouTube, you know, will start showing them. Or let, let's say, for example, one of those fighting games after you're finished with it, let's say that, uh, you know, three months later, out of the blue, that one just takes off and you get millions of views on that particular stream. Well, what that's going to teach YouTube is that people that are interacting with that content or your channel, that they enjoy that type of thing or they respond well to it. So what's going to happen is then YouTube, since they're you know really liking your content, they're really loving what it is that you're doing, when you publish another piece of content, YouTube's gonna test that content against them. So if it's not a game that they enjoy playing, then in that case, they're not gonna be likely to click on it. But the other side of this is that you're just on random games. If that does happen, you do start growing that particular community, that could be that golden ticket so to speak, in terms of, you know, really resonating people, you know, people coming in for you and not necessarily just for the game, which is the real big win, you know, when it comes to YouTube. So, you know, doing that type of thing, if you know the purpose of it, isn't like, hey, I'm not trying, this isn't to grow the channel. This is just like me hanging out with the community. Then in that case, um, I think you're, 
are totally fine to continue doing that. But what I wouldn't do is I wouldn't, like I would still, if you have like, if you're like, hey, I want to grow, and this is why it's important to know what it is for everybody here, this is why it's important to know what it is that you want out of your YouTube channel. Because if you're thinking to yourself, I want to grow a YouTube channel based on fighting games, then in that case, you have to make sure that you are taking the right actions to grow a channel based around fighting games versus just, you know, random stuff if that's what you're trying to do. But with any content that you put out, knowing what it is that you're trying to do with it, how it uh, impacts the goals that you have for your channel, um, keeping those types of things in mind is really, really important. So how we got here, Genealogy says that they um, upload when they have time. And the type of channel is genealogy, history, and education. The goal of the channel is to educate and inform people about the importance of understanding history through their family history. And the question is, I've been working on launching a more focused history channel. I know some of my current viewers would be interested in it. Should I look at doing some cross-promoting or should I look at it as a separate entity? What I would do um, in that particular case is since you are talking about genealogy, which is, you know, history and, you know, it's more, you know, personalized history. Um, one thing that you could do is, you could make a piece of content on your channel called something about like the history of genealogy. And then that would make it, you know, a little bit, just a tad bit, you know, more broad. And then somewhere later in that video, because you'd only want this to be for the most engaged people, you would mention that you do have another channel that you just recently opened. So if you're into content about history, then, you know, feel free to join you over there. Because what you don't want to do is you don't want to try to cross pollinate and try to promote that channel to the same exact audience that's into the genealogy content because they're into genealogy content and they might not necessarily be into the history content. So you want to try to keep that, you know, a little bit pure so that as you're starting, especially when you're starting to build the history channel, there's just more um, accurate information there in terms of, you know, who is and isn't enjoying that content. And another thing that can happen as well, if you don't like the, the idea I'm trying to express, and I use the history of genealogy as an example, but let me be clear on the idea I'm trying to express um, with this. So when you have another channel and you're trying to, you know, get people spread awareness, of that channel from your other channel to an audience that might not necessarily be interested in that channel what you want to do is you want to create a filter of sorts on the originating channel and what that filter looks like is a piece of content that people that are interested in history would be likely to respond to on your youtube channel and then when you put out that piece of content, then by introducing your history channel towards the end of that video, then you're getting an audience that's more primed for that type of content. Because on the other side of that, what happens is, if in all of your content, you just open it up, you're like, hey, I just started a new YouTube channel, you know, go, go over there and check it out. You're gonna have people that are gonna go over there and they're gonna subscribe just to support you. Maybe they're gonna check out the video for 30 seconds. Maybe some people will watch it for a longer period of time, but then you'll have others that'll just check it out for a little bit of time. And uh, that will end up, you know, kind of working against you in that particular video because then the people that would be interacting with it, you know, wouldn't necessarily be into it. They would just be there because you told them to go over there and, you know, kind of support you and kind of help you get that channel moving. So um, I would just keep all of those things in mind when it comes to, you know, trying to hand off from one channel to another. Renee Ritchie in the house. What's up, dude? Hope that you are doing fantastic today. Impala America, hope that you are doing great. Corin Creates, hope that you're doing great. Cloud Gaming Dad, nice to see you here today. Retro the Emperor, dun, dun, dun. Hope you're doing awesome. Coldex North, hope you're doing great. So next uh, that we have here on the list, we're already on number seven, I think. Yeah, we got that also. Well, I'm having this weird monitor flicker. So for this monitor, I unplugged the uh, HDMI for this and I plugged it in like right before the stream. And I think I caused like a little bit of a thing here because every now and then I get this weird 
like the windows that are open, they'll just kind of flicker a little bit. Who knows? Okay, so next up we got Elite Barbecue Smokers. They say that they have a food how-to channel. The goal of the channel is to share passion become and become profitable in the future. And the question is, I'm posting shorts and picking up subscribers, but the long-form videos are not seeing noticeable viewers increase in traffic. My subscribers are sending me messages telling me that they are confused and searching for a smoker brisket video because of all the shorts. Should I remove the shorts from my main channel and move the shorts to a new channel after I publish them? So here's the thing when it comes to um, when it comes to this sort of thing. iPhone Chris, thank you for the super, super chat, man. Track. I appreciate it. So when it comes to um, when it comes to this sort of thing, like right now, you know, with them doing all of the experimentation with shorts and all that, YouTube is trying to build that bridge between the short form content and the long form content. They're doing that in several ways. So the first way is by having a direct link in the short where if you're sampling from one of your videos to create the short, then people can click on that link and come right through to the long form video. So that's one bridge. So when you're creating a short, just consider that as an option. Um, the other bridge is in the algorithm. So what happens is if somebody enjoys your short, YouTube detects it, then what they're going to do is they're going to recommend your long form content to them. Now, here's where it gets complicated, right? Here's where the responsibility falls back on you as the content creator, us, everybody here, this is how it falls back on us, right? Is when you are um, like, when you are putting out YouTube shorts, it's, it's easier to get views because all somebody has to do is swipe up, right? They swipe up and then you, you hook them, right? You grab their attention and then you, you know, give them a good video. So, there, you can get views without somebody choosing to watch your content. The difference with your long form videos is that when they show up on people's homepages, you have to be able to help them identify that you're, that, that content is something that they're interested in. And you'll, you might assume that, okay, if, if my video shows up there, they're going to know it's mine and they're going to you know, click on it or whatever, but not really. So if you open up your YouTube homepage right now, you're gonna see a whole grid. If you're on a computer, you're gonna see a whole grid of videos. If you open it up on your phone, you're just gonna sit there and just scroll until you know your until your fingers, you know, kind of start, you know, getting calluses on them or whatever. But the idea is that, you know, you are competing with all of those other videos that YouTube thinks is going to be a good fit for that particular viewer. So because of that, YouTube is showing them all kinds of different things that they're interested in, not just your content. So because of that, your job as the creator is you have to help people be able to identify that your content is about something that they care about. So in your case specifically, since you are doing, you know, food related and barbecue related things, I would focus all the imagery on the food. So you know, I wouldn't be using all kinds of like colorful graphics and things like that. Like I would just do like food. And then if you had like one word that you wanted to add to it, that's fine. But I would take high quality photos of your food. Um, I wouldn't just use a screenshot. I would take high quality photos. You can do it with your phone. Just make sure your lighting's right. But you take high quality photos of the food and put them into Lightroom or put them into Snapseed. That's a free app um, put out by Google. Lightroom, I think you can get that free on a, on a mobile device as well. But basically, they allow you to uh, to manipulate the photos, kind of add saturation, add some contrast, crop it if you need to. If you took the picture and it's a little bit lopsided or something, you can crop around to you know fix those sorts of things. But basically, focus on the food because that's going to be the thing that is going to help your viewers identify that you know that it's your you know barbecue content or at least content that they're that they're interested in. So I think that you know one of the problems that you might be having in terms of not seeing the difference in the two is that you're just having trouble right now, and you'll fix this right this is part of the learning curve but right now it seems that maybe you're having trouble getting people to click once youtube does start recommending your content to them so i would start working on that you can see that um to, to you know to to identify that problem clearly 
what you need to do is you need to go into your analytics for each video that you know people aren't really responding to from shorts where you think that you should be getting that lift. Um, go into your YouTube analytics for those videos, go into your traffic sources for those videos and look and see your click-through rate compared to the impressions on those particular videos that, that aren't getting that response that you're looking for. And then you're gonna clear, see clear as day, okay, on home pages, this is how they're performing, on suggested videos, this is how they're performing, in search, this is how they're performing. But keep in mind, with the recommendation system, the, the thumbnail is not just the only thing, right? So as another part of this, you have, you know, that you have to be able to get them to click, but then once they click, your long form content also has to deliver. Like they have to enjoy that content as well. And you can identify this by checking out your audience retention reports. I have shorts on my channel showing you how to get into the traffic sources. If you want to, you know, kind of recap that, you can just find the short on my channel. Um, and I also have a, another one um, showing you, let's see, we got the uh, traffic sources and, what was the other thing? And I have another one showing you how to get to the audience retention reports as well. Ash Borland, what's up, my dude? Hope you're doing fantastic. Nice to see you in the stream. Nathan Freeman, hope that you are doing great. Nice to see you in the stream today as well. Poor boy channel, hope you're doing great. So next up here on our list, we already got Elite taken care of. Cold X North. I have a flashlight sitting here. Not really sure why. Hey, are you in there? Are you in there? Sorry. Cold X North says they upload every other day. Um, they have a VTube slash gaming channel. The goal of the channel is creating a community with viewers. And the question is, how do I keep up with social media networking with all channels similar to mine when it's difficult and draining to create new relationships? Viper, man about tech. What's up, my man? Hope you're doing fantastic. Looking forward to seeing you here in about 18 days. Hope you're doing uh, fantastic, my man. So, um, let's see here. So when you are trying to do, you know, the whole social, you know, social media thing and just networking with other channel similars to yours and all of that, um, and you're saying that it's draining, difficult and draining to create new relationships. It is. And, you know, you don't have to force, you know, you don't have to force any of that stuff. You can just try to, you know, open those doors, so to speak, by reaching out to people and just kind of letting things organically happen from there. You don't have to be super aggressive about it. But, um, but when it comes to kind of managing all of this stuff, you know, it takes time. You know, it's part of the thing. And, you know, some people have the time to spare to where they can focus on it. And then those people are the ones that will end up, you know, doing a lot more of those things. And then you have other people that don't have as much time. And those are typically the people that will develop the best systems and all that in order to figure out how to do it so that they can also, you know, still, you know, make sure that things happen. So, um, so when it comes to, the, uh, you know, keeping up with everything, it's definitely a grind. I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, I can't, there's no, I can't sugarcoat that, right? I can't, like, there's nothing that I can tell you that would make it less of a grind, um, unfortunately. But, you know, this whole thing, um, in fact, there's a YouTube channel called Matt Koval. Um, he has, I can't remember the name of his, um, of his YouTube specific channel, but basically he worked at YouTube for 10 years. He was the um, creator uh, liaison over there for a decade. So he worked with tons of content creators. And during that time, um, he started noticing that there was kind of like a time limit for content creators. And one of the first videos that he put out on his new channel, and I, I, have, I, have, I have this video in my community feed if you wanna check it out. But uh, one of the first videos that he put out on his new channel, second video actually, the first one was a short, was about 
the lifespan of a content creator. And what he found through, you know, working with a lot of other content creators is that um, the lifespan was about five to seven years. And part of that is that this grind that you're talking about. Some people, you know, you can only do stuff, you know, for so long. For some people, it's just too much to, to, to maintain. For other people, they do the grind and they, they're like, hey, I'm doing whatever it takes. I'm gonna make this thing happen. And they do, and then they're able to use YouTube as a springboard to get them into other things. So for example, I have a guy that I talked to on Twitter about maybe two or three months ago. Um, he's got, I think, like 2 million subscribers on his YouTube channel. And one of the things that he did was he, you know, start, started having all the success with his YouTube channel. And um, he actually just kind of let his channel go and, uh, and took, you know, a lot of the money that he has made from YouTube. And he just started doing real estate with it. And now, you know, he's like, you know, he's got a real estate thing going. He's like, hey, you know, I'm wanting to come back in, start doing my channel again and blah, blah, blah. So we were having that conversation. But the idea um, is that, you know, you got to make sure that as part of this grind that you look at it from one of two perspectives. This is a pain in the butt and I don't want to do it. So therefore I either have to find some people to help me to do it, or I got to find some type of system that I can put in place that'll make it easier for me. Or I need to just figure it out and grind it out and, and sacrifice those, you know, those Netflix, Netflix specials and things like that in order to make it happen for the next, you know, year, for the next two years, three years, whatever it takes in order to get your YouTube channel and your, and, and all of this stuff to the point to where you could use it as a springboard if you choose to. So, you know, you're sitting there, you know, with two, uh, two options, or you have a third option to where it's like, you know what, I don't want to do all that stuff. I just wanna make awesome videos for the people that enjoy those videos, and I just wanna focus on that. That's perfectly okay to do too. Like you don't have to network with other content creators, it just makes the journey easier. Um, and you can create a lot of really cool friends in that, in that process too, but the idea is if you want, you can just focus on making awesome videos. You don't have to be grinding out on, you know, like, oh God, I gotta make videos for YouTube and TikTok and Instagram, and you know, this new thing that popped up, uh, we've got, you just it begins with the V here, Levero, I think it's called. But basically, the uh, you know we can stay on whatever hamster wheels we want. But if you just prioritize the ones that are the most important to you, based on what it is that you want to do and the lifestyle that you want to live and the things that you want to accomplish, just focus on that. And then as you you know start getting all those things lined up, then if you want to start reaching out to people from there, then you know go for it. So next up on our list, that was a little bit longer than I had anticipated, but you know, we're here. So uh, we're moving on. The next, the next question that we have here is from Moonlight Adventures. Um, but really quick, before we um, get into Moonlight Adventures, I just want to say to Popcorn Genius, first off, my dog's name is Popcorn. So I love your uh, channel name, but. Welcome to the Nimenati. Not sure if you're hearing those sound effects or not. I forgot to uh, adjust my audio here before we started. Let me turn that off. But it just said, welcome to the Nimenati. Dr. Nas, hope you're doing great. Uh, but it just said, welcome to the Nimenati. So the idea here is that um, when you get the opportunity to, go to nimenvip.com. It's showing up down here at the bottom of the screen, um, just for clarity. Go to nimenvip.com. That is going to redirect you to our members-only Facebook group. Fill out all the information on the way in because that's how I verify that you are a YouTube channel member. All right, next up. So we've got... Let's see here. This one's the Moonlight Adventures. Moonlight Adventures does travel and adventure content. The goal is to help others in the community to learn about traveling options. And the question is, we are part of a weekly Raid Paradise vlog premiere party. The idea is that it will give our viewers a head start with views and comments. How effective is this strategy? So what it seems like to me 
is that you are either rating other people's premieres, which is a horrible idea. Um, if you're doing that for the purpose of trying to bring attention to yourself, horrible idea, because what you're essentially doing is you're trying to siphon viewers from another channel instead of just focusing on adding value to people and growing your channel that way. Um, so basically what you do in that case, you end up growing a community of people that just don't, you know, they just don't respond to your stuff. Um, but if your other approach is like, Hey, we do premieres. Um, you know, every week and we do that so that we can give our videos a head start and get comments going and, you know, interact with the people that are, that are watching our videos there. That's fine. Um, it's fine. It's absolutely perfect or okay to do that. I wouldn't say perfect. It's okay to do that. But one of the things that I do want you to keep in mind is eventually that's likely to run out. And what I mean by that is when you do a premiere, Premieres are something that is like, hey, this is something special. So we're, you know, we're publishing this as a premiere because, you know, this is something we've been talking about for a while. It's getting ready to happen, you know, so on and so forth. So because of that, you know, this premiere, it's something special. So you should show up for this. But if everything you do is always a premiere, then it starts kind of losing the shine, so to speak. It loses the luster um, when you are, you know, just doing those all of the time because then it just becomes like, oh, you know, it's another premiere. It's just a video. So, you know, so I'll just watch that, you know, when I get home from work or, you know, whatever the thing is, instead of it being like a priority thing, like, oh, there's something, you know, cool happening. Good question though. So really quick, uh, Super OG says, Super hey Nick, I was wondering if I should continue my current channel or make a new one. I feel like with all the strikes and copyright I had over and um, oh, over the years, thanks Super for the second tracks. one there, says um, damage this channel from growing or even getting into the algorithm. I wanted to do something new with content. Any advice in this boat? So if you have a if you've had a bunch of copyright strikes in the past and you're gonna be taking the channel in a different, you know, let's just move that to the side. If you are going to, be, yeah, I love the dog's name too, Popcorn. My girlfriend actually came up with it. It was just like, a, we were like, hey, what should we name it? And she was like, hey, let's name him Popcorn. And we're like, yeah, that, that's it, nailed it. <laughs> but uh, but uh, when it comes to uh, deciding if you should start another channel, if you should abandon one and go to another one, what you wanna think about is, you know, if I'm going to start making a different type of content and trying to reach a different type of audience, that's where you go and you start a new channel. If you're like, hey, um, you know, I'm doing everything I can with this particular channel, but I'm just not getting a response, it could be that you just need to, you know, work on the actual content and how you're getting people to click on it and all of that more than you need to go off and start another channel. So what I would do just to, you know, give yourself a primer on, on the right actions to take is first figure out what it is that you want. And I'm sure you already know this in terms of if you're going to be making a completely different type of content, then, you know, go ahead and start a new channel. But if you're like, hey, I want to keep doing what I'm doing but I think things aren't working out just because I've had some copyright claims in the past. First off, I just wanna let you know that copyright claims aren't necessarily like a penalty. Strikes are, but claims aren't. With claims, they just claim the revenue from your videos, so they're not really a big deal. Uh, I mean, they are if you're getting crushed with views, but um, but if you're not getting crushed with views and you don't you know, rely on your AdSense as like the number one way that you monetize in your channel, then you know it's not as big of a deal. But in terms of, what you need to check on is go in, look and see how people are responding to your content. So I just put out a short showing how to get into your audience retention reports. Go and look into your audience retention reports and see how people are responding to your actual video content. Like once they click into it, what happens? Do they stick around? Do you have, you know, a high percent that are completing your videos? Do you lose almost everybody, you know, within 30 seconds of your video starting? Like how are people responding? So you can see that in your audience retention reports. And then also go and look and see your click-through rate. And that is the rate that people are clicking on your 
your videos compared to the times that YouTube is showing it to people. That's called an impression. So you just wanna go and look at your click-through rate and you wanna get just an idea of, okay, is this me? Like, do I need to, you know, work on these things versus just starting another channel because I think that, you know, these copyright claims broke my channel in some way. Because I, I you know, like they don't. So like, for example, a friend of mine here, um, they actually, they have a channel um, where they sing, right? They actually teach people how to sing and they do like these reactions to like all of these popular, you know, things and all that. They do it in a fair use kind of way. But like almost every video she puts out, they get claimed. So she's got, let's see, I think like 140,000 subscribers on her channel now. And it's just, it's just blowing up, just, you know, just, just cruising. And um, she gets a claim on almost every single video that she puts out. So I, I, I'm just giving you that, you know, just giving you that context in terms of, you know, the damage. But um, but if you do have strikes, then in that case, you know, I would, I, in that case, I would give that, you know, that whole thing a second thought and be like, oh, you know, maybe I should start a new channel and just try to keep everything clean just for the sake of just having a completely clean, you know, solid channel. Because those types of things can also impact you when you go to order your play button and that kind of stuff once you hit 100,000. So next up, we've got um, Goodud, I think is how you say that. And they upload when they have time. It's Minecraft content. Gold, the channel's 30,000 subscribers. And the question is, what is the best way to market your channel? This isn't going to be the answer that you want to hear, but it's going to be the answer that you, that you got to hear. Um, the best way to market your YouTube channel is to make great content and learn how to get people to click on it at a high or competitive rate. So the idea is a lot of people think that, okay, when I, when I start uploading videos to YouTube, just like if I was selling something essentially, then I need to find a way to market this. I need to find a way to run ads on it, or I need to find a way to just get this in front of people, right? However, what you really got to do is you have to learn how to make content that people respond to at a competitive rate for the platform. That means that it doesn't have to be the best video in the world. It just needs to get yourself to the point to where it's competitive for the platform or it performs as well as a lot of the other videos on YouTube. And if you can do that, then you'll start seeing a lot more activity in what it is that you're doing. And the best part about that is you don't have to do anything else. All you have to do is make really good content and think about the people that you're making the content for and optimize your content, you know, properly in terms of writing just killer titles and making really good thumbnails, that kind of stuff. Um, and of course, making great content. But once you do those things and you can do them at a competitive level, you don't have to market yourself. You don't have to market your content. You just have to keep, you know, making good content and then you'll, you'll be all right. So uh, let's see here. So next up on our list... We've got Popcorn Genius in the house. We got, we're just like popcorns all over the place here. So Popcorn Genius says that they have a channel all about popcorn. Um, most of the videos have been about making popcorn. I have to check on something here really quick. I just heard something downstairs. I'm just checking my CCTV really quick here don't like when that happens uh so let's see here it says um it's a channel all about popcorn um, most videos so far have been about making popcorn the goal of the channel is to share knowledge of making gourmet popcorn grow the channel and supplement an income the question says i've been uploading videos um for about three months and i have 175 subscribers i'm not sure if that's good growth or not can you explain how the ab test uh thumbnail test works with tubebuddy absolutely so right now, um, since you've been uploading for about three months and you have 175 subscribers, I'm gonna guess that right now the view counts on your videos aren't that high. So because of that, um, it's gonna take you a really long time to get, um, to get feedback in terms of data on how people are responding to what it is that you're doing. So because of that, Right now, I wouldn't use that A-B testing feature because it's gonna take you so long to get data. 
what I would use right now is I would use the generalized option on, okay, if somebody, uh, you know, basically going into your, going into your real time and I, I, I had the, if somebody thing, I said that one out loud, but in my head, I was thinking, I'm looking at my CCTV right now. And I was thinking like, okay, if somebody's in here, that's why I said that, but let me put that down so I can focus on you right now. So the, uh, what you want to do is you want to go into your, uh, real time stats for your video. And when you make thumbnail changes, you'll see there, um, you know, if you, if it makes an impact or not. So, you know, you'll see your impressions, you'll see your click through rate for those impressions. You can go granular with it and you can go into your, uh, you know, traffic sources reports and look at it and sort by date range and, and look at it there from, you know, like, Hey, this is where I made the thumbnail. So how does it compare? you know, from, you know, this week compared to last week, for example. But the idea um, is that you want to, you know, get your numbers up a little bit before you start using the A-B testing tool, just because it is going to take a while if your views are low. If your views are, are okay, like let's say you're getting a thousand views of video, then in that case, go ahead. Yeah, like go ahead in that case and get the A-B testing tool. But how it works is you have your video that you select inside of TubeBuddy, and then you also um, get the option to upload a second thumbnail. And then when you do that, you just tell it, you know, to go and you tell it for how long you want it to go for. You want to make sure that you check it for um, statistical significance. It's almost a tongue twister, but you want to do that to make sure that there is enough data um, that you're going to get, you know, from how they're showing it to people. But then once the thumbnail test is complete, you're going to see which thumbnail performed better, which thumbnail generated more watch time, which thumbnail generated more subscribers, um, which thumbnail um, got clicked on more from different traffic sources. So for example, you're going to see which thumbnails got clicked on more from browse. You're going to see which thumbnail got clicked on more from suggested and from search. So depending on where it is that you're wanting people to respond to your content most, then of course you'd prioritize that. Um, but you know, when it comes to that particular tool, it's really easy to use. They have a wizard essentially. So like, as you're going through the process, it's like select your video, add your image, tell us how long. So it's just a step-by-step -step process. It's really easy once you, uh, once you get there. So, uh, let's see here. So next up on our list here. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. Okay. So next up on our list here, I'm just going to go ahead and put this uh, down here so I can just kind of preview it because I'm paranoid. <laughs> so let's see here. So um, Ash X Win, welcome to the stream. Thanks for the kind words. Super appreciate it. Says your tips are so good. They literally helped me blow up my YouTube channel. Yeah. Congratulations on you for that. High five and fist bump. I see the uh, check mark that you have there. Nice work on uh on uh getting that getting that play button so retro the uh emperor says that they apply upload one time per week or more um they do everything on a laptop the type of channel is a music channel the goal of the channel says i want to make money tell my life story the question is i'm almost at 500 subscribers when i get it how can i enable the community tab should i email youtube so when it comes to your community tab, that's something that you are going to get um, as a notification or they're just gonna activate it inside of your YouTube channel. So you don't have to email them or anything like that. If you, or once you cross 500 subs, then what you have to do there is you um, just have to wait. But basically YouTube is just going to verify that you're gonna stay over that 500 subscriber um, amount. So it might take a couple of days, you know, for it to show up, or you might get it immediately, you know, if you pass that 500 uh, subscribers and you, you know, continue to pass it. But the idea there is they just kind of verify that you're not gonna have like, you know, eight people drop off. And then, you know, some people, five people come on, but you still are under that threshold again, you know, just 
just to make sure that you're going to consistently be over that 500. But once you get it, then um, then in that case, you know, you can start using it to have uh, add polls. You can add images there. You can add videos there. Um, any of those types of things to engage with your community and for for all of us. But it's designed for educational channels. But for all of us, um, we're going to be able to in the future. And this is something that you pick up if you watch my news segments. But in the future, we're going to be able to start um, having quizzes in our community polls as well, which is pretty cool. So and I'm going to be quizzing you guys. Like once I get that feature, I am going to quiz. Like I'm going to be dropping quizzes in there all the time because that's going to help me better understand the things that I need to make videos about to help you, you know, to help you do better. So the next channel here is from the Blah Gamer Plays. The Blah Gamer Plays, they've been on YouTube for one year or more. They have a gaming channel. The goal of the channel is to entertain and get monetized. How many gamers do we have here? If you're a gamer, just say me. Um, just so I can kind of get a pulse on how many gamers we have in here. Usually we have a lot. So um, I'm just wanting to get a get a pulse here on, uh, on the gamers that we have in the house. But the um, question is, I'm trying to make good videos and become monetized, but my content is kind of cringe. I do not use a camera, music, and I just game chat commentary. What should I use to get more viewers and subscribers? Here's the thing, and I'm just going to be honest with you. And th and this isn't what you want to hear, but you know, I like I got I got to like I wouldn't be helping at all if I if I just wasn't straight with you. So here's the deal. You're going to get out of this what you put into it. Okay, so if you are already saying like, hey, my content's cringe, like I'm not I'm not using a camera, I'm not doing like you know I'm not doing much with what it is that I'm that I'm putting together. In that case, you're already saying like, hey, you know I'm I'm, I'm kind of putting these limits on myself and just kind of not putting in you know much effort into this. And what you can expect in return is probably not you know a lot of you know uh, great experience on YouTube because of the effort that you're putting in. Now, that sounds harsh, and I apologize for that coming across harsh. Um, I'm not intending it to be harsh, but the idea is just like with everything else, right? Like if you are trying to learn an instrument like me, right? I have a guitar and I tell myself that I would love to play the guitar, but I pick that thing up. Even though my brother's shown me like finger exercises and all this stuff, like I'll pick it up like once a week, right? But if I really want to learn to play the guitar, I got to pick it up, you know, daily, maybe several times a day, right? So the same exact thing goes to YouTube. If you want to do the thing, you got to do the thing and you got to try to get better at it. And you got to try to figure out, you know, how you can make content in the way that people respond to better. You got to figure out how to make thumbnails people respond to and so on. And if you don't do that, then you know you might have some videos pop here and there or you might just innately or naturally be able to make content that people respond to in that case you'll be okay but if not if you're like hey i'm struggling this isn't working out i you know i really want this to work out um then in that case you gotta you know you gotta be able to do those things i saw a quote today um i was looking at something i can't remember where it was but i saw a quote today and it said something about um and and, and this was related to a, another industry but they basically said that um, the 1% do the things that the 99% are not willing to do, right? So, you know, when it comes to, you know, having a successful YouTube channel, the difference or the big, you know, filter, I call it, is that, you know, there's going to be people that are willing to, you know, do the thing and they're willing to, you know, put in that extra, you know, 30 minutes into a video that's going to make a huge difference on how people are going to respond to it. There's going to be those people that are going to put in an extra 30 minutes into their thumbnail that's going to make a huge difference in how people respond to it. There's going to be people that are going to every day be watching videos. How do I make thumbnails? How do I make my graphics better? How do I take better images? How do I make my videos look better? How do I, you know, how do I be more engaging when I'm playing these games? How do I have more, you know, charisma in my personality when I'm, you know, trying to, to do this whole thing? Like there's going to be people on that grind and those are going to be the people that, you know, that will end up, you know, ultimately doing better and they'll be end up being way more sustainable because they'll develop all of those skills that will help them keep everything rolling.
So uh, next up on our list here, and really quick, if you are just joining us, we are YouTubers and we are talking about YouTube, all things related to YouTube. This is Q&A, um, a question and answer stream where I'm answering your YouTube questions. It's all free. Um, I've got a link down in the description where you can put your um, where you can put your question and I'm just answering them in the order that they are received. And I'm gonna be streaming for a few hours here. Um, so, you know, feel free to, you know, hang out, interact in the chat. Everybody here is awesome. So we have a great community here and, uh, you know, we welcome you to uh, participate. So next up, we've got the Blog Gamer Plays. Did I do this one already? Okay, yeah, I did. Okay, so next up on our list here, we've got Tight Lines and High Tides. It says they upload when they have time. The type of channel is saltwater fishing. And the goal of the channel is to provide informative, useful, but entertaining videos about various types of saltwater fishing. Pretty cool. Um, the question is, what, if, what is your process for making for video storyboarding? Do you use any tools and processes that help you get organized and hit all of your marks for a video? For me, what I do is I'll spend the most time thinking about what I'm going to say at the beginning of the video. So that particular part I'll write, that's called the hook. I'll, write, I'll actually write that part. And when I'm writing it, I'll think about this. I'll think about, okay, for the topic of this video um, that I'm you know planning to make here, as somebody comes into this video, what can I say to them that will help make this video about them or that will inform them of what it is that they're gonna be getting you know, within this video? And then I'll say to myself, okay, and then now once I inform them, how can I make it just extra important for them or relate to them more? And the whole idea there is to, you know, like I can say, I'm, in this video, I'm gonna show you how to make a thumbnail. And we're starting right now, right? I could say that. But if I say in this video, I'm gonna show you how to make a thumbnail so that you can start making thumbnails that are more effective, that are gonna help you get more views on your videos. All of a sudden that's way more important to you, right? And then, you know, and we're starting right now. So, you know, I just think about, okay, how am I gonna lead into this? And for the first part of the video too, um, I'll make a little bit longer notes there on like the, the steps that I'm gonna be taking people through or the information I'm gonna be sharing um, because I just wanna make sure that it's engaging, you know, especially there in the beginning. And then for the majority of the video, it'll end up being bullet points and, and or bullet points with notes. So basically with the bullet points, how that works is I'll have like, you know, let's say in the video, because I'm a very strong proponent of having a video with structure because a structure, you know, it takes people through a process. So even if the video isn't titled, you know, X tips for doing whatever in my brain and how I structured out my bullet points, it'll be like, okay, these are five things I'm going to be sharing in this video. So therefore I'll put those five things or those five core points, you know, as bullet points. And then as I'm recording the video, I'll just talk about the one bullet point take a break for a second, talk about the next bullet point, take a break for a second, talk about the next bullet point and do as many takes as I need to until I feel through that process, until I feel that um, that I've said it in a way that, you know, that makes sense and that also will work well with the flow of the video when people are, are, are watching it. So uh, next up, that's a really good question. Um, next up on our list here, we've got Crime Lines and Lies. Hey, really quick before we do this one, Ash Borland, super thanks for the super chat. chat. My man says, would you focus on a micro niche um, on your channel, for example, content marketing for mortgage brokers over a generalist channel for content marketing? So um, if you are like in your case, because you're doing your YouTube channel for business. So what you should do, in my opinion, is you should have general things that apply to the audience that you're trying to reach. So you would have general content for that. And then within that, you would start targeting the people that you find convert the best for you or that you enjoy working with the most. So for example, if you look at my channel, you'll see that, you know, I mostly talk about YouTube these days, but I also have a lot of content, you know, related to live streaming. So that really serves live streamers. 
if you're not a live streamer, then it doesn't really matter to you until you hit the point where you're in a live stream. I have some content on my channel for mobile content creators about making thumbnails, video editing apps, things like that. Same exact thing. If you're not making videos on your phone, then some of that content isn't going to be relevant to you, but it's still something that's valuable for you know people that are trying to do the thing. So because of that, in your particular case, what I would do is I would think, okay, I'm gonna make some general content. Those are those are the ones that I'm putting out for the sake of reaching a wider audience. Um, that's you know maybe they're mortgage brokers, real estate agents, you know that type of thing. If you're walking down that path, um, and that it would be a general topic, but it would be a topic that would resonate with those people. Um, and then from there, once you start finding, okay, I'm really doing great with like mortgage brokers. Then in that case, I would do like a whole pillar of content, you know, targeting mortgage brokers. But I would balance it with the general content. So basically you have your general content, let's say you put out, you know, like one or two of those, um, and then you put out, you know, something that's directly targeting towards mortgage brokers and just kind of see how it performs and how it actually converts for you as well. Because you might find that those mortgage broker videos that are targeting mortgage brokers specifically, they may not perform as well on the view side or maybe driving subscribers for you, or they might, but if they don't, but they convert at a high rate, then in that case, they're doing their job and it's perfectly okay if the view counts are low. But with the general content, the view counts will be high on that because that's your content that you're using to introduce yourself to those people, right? So that you're pulling them in through through that content, but then you're using the um, industry specific videos for, for um, um, targeting the ones that you're trying to actually sell to. Hope that made sense. Okay, so next up on our list here, we've got... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I almost went past this one. This is um crime lines and lies. They do daily content. Um, the goal of the channel is to reach more people. And the question is, am I limiting my channel by only doing live streams? Absolutely not. But make sure that your live streams are, are good. Here's what I mean. I'm going to give you a few live streaming tips. Before we do, um, I do want to just remind everybody that we do have a free music service for content creators. Oops, wrong thing there. Um, you can find that at creatormix.com. Um, you can stream our music for free in the background of your live streams. You can download the music and play it in the background of your videos. If you have podcasts, you can also have it available there, but you can find out more about all of that over at creatormix.com. Okay, so our next question here is, um, okay, we did crimes and lies. Round number 16 here already. Thanks for the uh, link there, Chantel. I appreciate it. So next up here, we've got Fretboard Diaries. Fretboard Diaries, they do guitar-related content. The goal of the channel is 10,000 subscribers and eventual monetization. The question is, Nick, I just hit 1,000 subscribers. Next. Oops. High five and fist bump to you. Let me get the right camera angle here. High, high five, high five and fist bump to you for the uh, for hitting your first 1,000 subscribers. But he says, um, let's see, you're hitting 1,000 subscribers. Couldn't have done it without your help. So thank you. Um, I'm lacking on watch time, however, and I've heard that live streaming is a great way to help with this. Other than outlining, what are some tips for people like me who are terrified of it? Okay, so when it comes to live streaming, I'm actually going to to, to we're going to tackle a live streaming here just for a second, and then we're going to hop back in the videos depending on the next question, of course. So the last question was also about live streaming. I said I was gonna give some live streaming tips, forgot, moved on to your question. Now we're back on live streaming again. Perfect, that worked out. So um, I'll start here with this. So when it comes to keeping, um, when it comes to experimenting with live streaming, 
if you want to live stream but you're afraid to do it or you're just like, hey, I just don't know how it's going to go. I'm not really sure like, you know, the the approach to take or really what to do. Then in that particular case, what you want to do is you want to make sure that you first stream privately. And the reason that you want to stream privately first is because you want to make sure that you have your tech set up. You want to make sure that you know where to look with your, you know, camera, that you're not just always, you know, looking down here. You want to make sure that you are, um, that your audio sounds good, you know, those types of things. And you also just want to do a little bit of practice in terms of just talking out loud, you know, in the room by yourself and just trying to keep that train of thought just kind of flowing through while you're, while you're experimenting with it. Now, one thing I'm going to tell you, and I, I don't know if it's this way for everybody or not, but for me, if I'm practicing, I'll keep stopping myself. I'm like, oh, no, it didn't sound right. Okay, let's do it this way. And then stop myself again. No, 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 it didn't sound right. Let's do it this way. Even if I get like eight minutes through, then I'll stop myself. Okay, start over and then, you know, do it again. But um, um, what you, like, what I'm trying to say is the difference is when you are practicing in your brain, at least for me, it's okay to stop, right? And correct yourself and try to fix it. But when you are live in my brain, it's like, hey, we're live, we're going. So like, go, right? So, um, so because of that, when you are practicing, if you do find yourself mentally stopping a lot, just keep that in mind, okay? But um, in addition to that, once you get the practice stream out of the way, you get your you know tech all taken care of, then the next thing that I do recommend is that you do have a specific topic or thing that you're going to be sharing in your live stream. So you don't wanna just have a live stream with no purpose or no real reason. So like, for example, like, hey, we're just gonna be like hanging out and just kind of chatting. Like, that's okay, but you want to make sure that you add some type of value through the content that you're, that you're doing. So in your case, super easy. You're teaching people how to play guitar. So here, um, your very first live stream could be, I'm not sure if you're going after beginners or people that are, you know, more experienced, but if you're going after beginners, for example, your very first uh, stream could be showing people or telling people, you know, how to play chords and scales on the guitar or just chords on the guitar or something like that. And then your entire stream will be demonstration at that moment in time. So it'll be demonstration and then teaching from there. So if it is, you know, like, Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm wanting to like share my equipment and you know show people around my studio and all that stuff then in that case then you know make sure again this is where you want to test your tech make sure you have everything taken care of so you can you know pull this off and then frame the whole thing around your studio tour hey i'm going to take you on my studio tour blah blah, blah. But then when your stream starts, don't use countdown timers, any of that stuff, just come in hot and start, you know, communicating and telling people exactly what it is that, that they're going to be experiencing because your live stream is going to live on YouTube unless you decide to take it down. So if you want to use it as a way to get watch time, you have to leave it public. As soon as you unlist it or you make it private, you're gonna lose the public watch time. So because of that, as soon as your video starts, just like mine does, as soon as my live stream starts, I come in, I'm like, hey, you know, blah, 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 welcome. I got like a whole thing I do. Hey, welcome to and live the number one place on YouTube or to learn number one place on the internet to learn about YouTube, so on and so forth. So try to come up with something, you know, like that, that you can do just to where when people first come in, Hey, today we're going to be, uh, today we're going to be going through all of the different chords on the guitar. And I'm going to be answering your questions and trying to help you through the problems that you have while playing the guitar. So the very first thing that we're going to start talking about here is chords and, and the approach that you want to take as you're starting up your live stream is you wanna think about it from the perspective, of course, of the viewers as they're coming in and what they're going to experience. So when you start the content hot like that, a lot of people are gonna miss it, right? And when they miss it, that's fine because you're doing that for the replay viewer. So from time to time, just reset. Hey, if you're just joining us, 
we're, you know, sharing, uh, you know, chords with people. I'm showing you how to, you know, play different things on the guitar, whatever it is that you're offering. Um, and, you know, if you do have any questions, just go ahead and drop them in the chat and I'll answer them, you know, as they come in. But another thing I do want to let you know is you just hit a thousand subscribers on your channel, you may or may not have a lot of people coming into your stream. If you don't have anybody coming into your stream, don't give yourself a hard time. It's normal. Don't beat yourself up over it. And this is another reason it's really important to make sure that you just come in hot and just start delivering the content and doing the thing. Because the perspective that you want is that I'm creating a video live, right? So that it can live on YouTube for the replay so that people will come into that live stream, really enjoy it, watch it for a longer period of time, get value out of it so they'll you know continue to be a subscriber and so that I can get that watch time for them participating in the stream for a while. So that's the idea. Um, another thing that I recommend as well is if you can, also, just have some bullet points somewhere. It can be on a piece of paper. It can be, you know, uh, you're on a computer screen if you sit in front of your computer. But just have, well, I call them fallbacks. And fallbacks are if you are just doing a freestyle stream, like you know, like I'm doing right now. Then in that case, if you have fallbacks, which would basically just be a little list of things that you could talk about. Then if you're sitting there playing, or you just have a moment in the stream where you're uncomfortable and you're like, I don't know what to do right now. We just finished talking about that. I don't know what to do. So what you do is you just have a little list that you can easily see somewhere, so you can glance at it. And then you can say, okay, um, so, okay, so that was chords. Now we're going to start talking about scales, right? Because then you would see scales there and you would know that's the next thing we're going to talk about if I run out of juice on chords. <laughs> so then if you have some of those things that, um, that will help you out. In addition to that, have some engagement questions in there. Hey, you know, if, if you're, you know, hanging out in the stream today, uh, you know, what's your most difficult hurdle that you have when you're playing the guitar, you know, little things like that. So you can, you know, start that or open up the conversation with the people that are participating. If you have people hanging out in the stream. So hopefully that helped. Um, on the other one, talking about the, um, the live stream. So, um, because I mentioned, I would talk about that really quick as well. So I'm going to, so on the, um, other one says, am I limiting my channel by doing live streams? So no. And in fact, when it comes to live streaming, if you are live streaming, it's just like I'm live and nothing's really going on. I've seen tons of live streams on YouTube over the years where you come into a stream and somebody's just sitting there in like a bedroom, the lighting's bad, and they're just sitting there like playing on their phone. They're not even engaged, right? They're not even like saying anything to, the, to everybody that's hanging out. Or there's not really many people hanging out, you know, but they're basically just sitting there on their phone, just sitting there, you know, playing with their phone and not really like doing anything. Um, you know, that's a surefire way to have people bounce quickly. And if people bounce quickly, then of course your stream isn't going to, uh, you know, end up doing as well. Next up, super Driver Sensei, thanks for the super chat, says, Nick, why didn't you change your channel name every time your niche changed up? Um, isn't that the idea to ensure that your name matches your theme? So in my case, like uh, my channel name is like, you know, like that's it, right? Like it's me. So because of that, um, you know, I've grown my personal brand around it. So since I've grown my personal brand about it, I'm known for live streaming. I've known for YouTube help, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, so in my particular case, I definitely wouldn't change my YouTube channel, um, around the specific niche because it's, you know, like I can take this in any direction that I want because it's, because it's my name. It makes it easy. Next up, we've got Bradley Forex. Bradley Forex says that they upload one time per week or more. They do everything on a PC. They do educational and trading education in trading. The goal of the channel is to reach more people in trading. And the question is, I applied for the partner program. I got rejected. I don't know if it's a copyright strike or if I have content because I deleted almost everything. I had 187 videos. Now I have 80. Mm. So I really hope that 
the video, the 80 videos that you have, I really hope they have the requirements that you need to get into the partner program. What you might have done is you might have just cut off your requirements to the partner program. That's why I was like, oh no, that, that's why I reacted in that way. Because um, in order to get into the partner program, you have to have the thousand subscribers and 4,000 hours of watch time. What happens when you delete videos off of your YouTube channel is you lose the watch time for those videos. So what could have happened is out of those 187 videos, if when you took those down, if you deleted a big chunk of watch time, then you could have disqualified yourself from qualifying for the partner program. So I would go and look at your watch time and I would go and, you know, check that out and see if, uh, you know, see if that's the issue or not. Super chat. Next up, we got Nomadic Introvert. Thank you for the super chat. I appreciate it. it. Says I get a majority of my views from YouTube recommendations up next in browse. You're crushing. Nice work. Um, I get the least amount of views from my channel page. Is that bad? Current impressions, 22.4 million. It's not bad at all. So when it comes to your channel page, um, the channel page is going to be one of the least places that you get traffic. People will still go there, especially if you're getting a lot of views on your channel because people like to go there and explore more content and so on. But the thing that matters is the actual videos themselves because those are going to be, you know, YouTube is showing people when they're in their mobile app, they're showing people when they're hopping onto YouTube on computers, TVs, all that. YouTube is recommending that content to them and you're, you're good at getting people to respond to that. That's why that's where all your traffic's coming from. So because of that, um, you're 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 fine. Don't even worry about the traffic that's coming from your channel page. Look at it like it's a bonus, okay? Because when people are coming in and they're interacting with your content, they're coming there to watch videos, right? They're not coming there to hang out on your channel page, right? So as people, you know, let's say they go and they watch an old video, they click on your channel name. This is where it is important to make sure that you have your channel page set up properly. However, um, if you, you know, do have your channel page set up properly in terms of your most recent videos at the top, and then underneath that, you see the videos, you can go into your analytics, you're gonna see a list of all the videos that are driving all the viewership for your channel. Look at them topically, look for similarities and start putting playlists together that you can add to your channel page that are related to the types of videos that the people are coming into your channel at at mass. So that for the people that do hit your channel page, they will end up, coming to your channel page, as they're looking around for content, they'll either hit the video page or they'll scroll down your channel. For the ones that scroll down your channel page, they're going to more easily be able to find the content that they care about based on all the activity that's coming into your YouTube channel. So I hope, I hope that makes sense. If not, let me know and I'll, um, I'll kind of recap that. But the idea is to just make sure you're optimizing for the things that people are coming to the channel for first. And then as you start going down, you get 12 spots. So as you start going down the channel page, then of course, you know, you can start putting things down there for different purposes based on what it is that you're trying to do on your channel. So if we went like really high level with it, then, you know, one of the things that you can do is if like, let's say that you had, um, if you're making money as an affiliate from your, from your YouTube channel, that was one of your arms of monetization. Then one of the things that you could do there is make sure that, um, let's say you have your uploads playlist at the top so that people know that your channels, you know, updating frequently and things like that, but also so you can drive just more data into those new videos for the people that do hit your channel page. But then underneath that, if you were selling stuff as an affiliate, if you had very specific videos that typically converted higher for you, then strategically you can put those there so that as people are scrolling down your channel page for the people that are interested in those topics, you're putting your high converting affiliate videos in front of them, or at least having that as an option on your channel page. Same exact thing goes for the, you know, anybody here um, that, you know, is trying to drive leads or, you know, sales from the content that you're making. Same exact thing applies when you have those videos that are proven to perform for you you want to make sure that you're featuring those and that you're letting people know um or that you're making them more easily accessible by putting them on your channel page so people can find them easier 
Um, let's see here. So as we keep going down the list here, um, we've got video for bosses. Thanks for the super chat. Super I appreciate chat. it. It says, um, thanks to you and D for creator mix. I love it. Awesome. Love that you are enjoying the content over there. The, the, the music over there. Cloud gaming super dad chat. says, do you keep watch time for the YouTube partner program? If you just unlist and private a video? No. So when you unlist a video or you private a video, you lose the public watch time for that. And you have to have 4,000 hours of public watch time um, in order to qualify for the partner program. So if you go in there and you look at your meter that they show you um, in terms of, you know, how far you're getting for the or how close you're getting for the partner program, then you will uh, see that in there. If you um, after a little bit of time, you'll see that in there if you delete videos. Learn Spanish World, member for two months. Thank you for your support. I appreciate it. it says I just hit 70,000. High five. This bump to you. Nice work. Says um, traffic for external sources has grown by 136%. Just wondering how I can find out what sources these are. Is there a way I can check? Yes. So what you want to do is go into your YouTube analytics. This is for the individual video that you're getting more traffic from, or you can do it at a channel level, either one. Go into your YouTube analytics, click on advanced mode, which is in the top right-hand side of the screen. Click into that, and then once you are into that, you're going to see an option for traffic sources. Click into traffic sources, and then you're gonna scroll down and you're gonna see external. Um, if you do not see that as a blue hyperlink, then you're going to need to change the, I think it's um, since published or lifetime, one of the two will make it not clickable. So you just want to change it to the other one, whichever one that is, and then it will um, make it clickable. And then when you click on that, then you'll see the websites that are driving traffic. Um, and then what you want to do from there is reach out to them and be like, Hey, you know, I noticed that you're sharing some of my videos. Just wanted to say, thanks. Um, you know, if there's anything I can do for you, you know, let me know. Or if you want me to let you know when I have new uploads, that would be relevant for your audience. Um, then I can just, you know, shoot you an email when those are available, if you would like, and just try to, you know, just kind of open up that dialogue with them. So, uh, let's see here as we keep on going. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. All right. So um, as we keep on trucking here, let me uh, put this up here really quick. So as we keep on going, we've got OSR Garage. OSR Garage uploads one time per week or more. They do automotive content and reviews. The goal of the channel is to do YouTube full-time reviewing and testing vehicles. It's a cool gig. Very cool gig. Um, the, oops, I'm going to go ahead and close that. I think I'm fine. The question is, I generally get three to 5,000 views per video over the course of two weeks to a month. I had a random video blow up 162,000 views in a few weeks, then it flatlined. I did what they say, and I followed up with a video playing off of that one. It hit 10,000 views in a week, then flatlined. Followed that with another, it hit 6,000 views in a week, then flatlined. All my views on my new after that seemed to be low. A fellow YouTuber in the same niche had the same thing happen. Could a random blow up video actually hurt your channel for a period of time? This is a great question. And the funny thing is, is it does seem that way. So um, I've worked with channels in the past to where they've had videos just blow up and do just like, like massive amounts of views. And by massive, I mean going from like 100,000 um, like a day to like a million a day for like a few days and then dropping off. Or, you know, from, I actually had one that went from, um, it was like 200 or 250,000 views a day to 12 million views in a 24 hour period. Um, and then after that spike, um, everything kind of went down. And then it was almost like, when you look at the data, it was almost like, because it was such a, you know, like an outlier, it almost seemed 
like there was like a recovery period because it was like wham and then when it came back down it ended up being lower than the normal baseline of the channel and then it came back up you know it, it took i think it was a, about 30 days um for it to end up you know coming back up to normal range so yeah it's, it's pretty interesting um if you do have something that just goes really big like that but you know three to five thousand a video um or even like 160,000 in a few weeks that's not really something that's going to negatively impact the channel though but if it was like hey we've got like all of a sudden this thing's just got millions and millions and millions of views um you know you can use that as a springboard if you make the right choices but um, um you might see you know some type of fluctuation depending on the content what happened in, in that particular case where it went like really low afterwards after that big spike um what happened is that the particular content that got the spike it was a small cluster of videos that couldn't be replicated because it was based around childbirth <laughs> so because of that um all of the rest of the content on the channel you know hundreds of videos all of that content it just wasn't relevant to that audience that really responded to that so that huge response from that content um, caused a little bit of a, of a distortion. I, that's what I'm calling it, but it's a little bit of a, a distortion in terms of you know who the content of that channel is actually for. Um, so that's kind of my theory on, on on what happened there and what caused that. Um, let's see here. But what I do want to tell you is go into that video with 102 or 162,000 views on it um, that got in a few weeks and flatlined. Um, one thing that you can do is you can actually sort by date range. So if it was like a short, then in that case, what you're experiencing is normal with shorts. But if it was a long form video, then in that particular case, um, you wanna go in and you wanna look and see um, by the date range in your analytics, go and look and see what happened. So what you can do is if you go into your traffic sources, you can go and see like where you'll see the lines going across the screen um, for the individual videos that died off. And you'll be able to see like, hey, this is where all the traffic is coming from. And this is exactly the moment where things, you know, kind of kind of, you know, went south, so to speak. Um, you'll be able to identify that um, right in your stats just so you can kind of see what happened and look for similarities on some of those videos as well and see if you notice, you know, a pattern of, of you know, the traffic dropping off in certain places. But keep in mind, I don't know how long these videos have been kind of down for, but if it's a good performing video and people enjoy it, it'll, you know, they'll, they'll continue to get views over time and you might get additional spikes in the future and things like that. Um, but you know, them just completely flatlining is definitely weird. So make sure you do look and um, confirm that you are still getting, you know, impressions on them and things like that. One thing that also might be advantageous for you is if possible, depending on the content type that you're making, another thing that you can do is like in some of your fresh content, you can recommend that content to, you know, kind of give some extra data into, into that older content that flatlined to, you know, tell YouTube again, like, hey, okay, now we've got these types of people that are responding to it to see if you can, um, you know, increase any of the impressions that you're getting out of that. Shiatsu Shane, my man, hope you're doing fantastic. Welcome to the Niminati. Man, I mentioned you and our members meet up yesterday. So, uh, oh, hey, man, it's all good. It's all good. So, um, so thanks for rejoining. But um, I actually mentioned you in my new segment, man. I really recommend that you go and check that out. Um, it's the video or the live stream that I did yesterday. Um, I do those every Friday to keep content creators up to date with everything that's happening on YouTube as it relates to content creators. But um, uh, definitely go check that out because there's some information in there that may or may not um, apply to you. So definitely check that out when you get the chance. If you have any questions about it, just ask me in the um, ask me in the Facebook group. Make sure you tag me. So um, let's see here. So next up, we've got uh, Understanding Michael Jackson is the name of the channel. It's an entertainment channel. The goal of the channel is to give positive feedback and getting better. And the question is, on the main homepage, the preview will pay, play the whole video without sound. If you hover over the mouse of it, does this still count as a view? Um, to my understanding, yes. Next. 
Simple Nail Design says, appreciating the, uh, the YouTube news, Nick. Thanks. I'm glad that you are enjoying that. So initially it was an experiment and I was just, you know, trying to figure out, you know, hey, is this something that, you know, that they would enjoy or not? But I'm getting some really great, you know, feedback from that. So I'm glad that you're finding value in that. And all of the feedback that I get in terms of, you know, people liking it or not, you know, just kind of helps me ensure, you know, that I'm, that I'm doing the right thing to, um, you know, better serve you guys. So the next channel is the Golden LRS. They do multi-videos as the type of channel. The goal is to get 1,000 subscribers, and the question is, what's wrong with my channel? Um, I would need to actually look at the channel to let you know, but um, one of the things that you said is it's a multi-channel, which I'm assuming means that you're just kind of putting up random content. One thing that's really important, especially now these days, is that you are focusing on a very specific type of viewer, and you're making content for that specific type of viewer instead of just on random things. But if you're new and you're just getting started, you don't know what type of audience you want to focus on you don't know what type of content you want to focus on or anything like that then in that case it's perfectly fine youtube actually recommends that you uh that you do what you're doing which is experiment with the different types of content that you love to make and then once you find one that starts doing substantially better than the others then you start doubling down on that content because they found the audience for it so make sure you're only publishing content that you would be willing to build an entire channel around Next, iPhone Chris channel. What's up, my man? Says they do entertainment content. Goal is the community tab, or other words, 500 subscribers. And the question is, I'm trying to put some of my shorts in these shorts and not there yet. So if you make a short and it's for the short shelf and it's under 60 seconds and it's vertical, it will um, get some impressions. Now with those, um, it seems like, um, you know, sometimes, you know, you might get a few impressions and it just dies out, right? If people aren't responding to it well. Um, in other cases, you know, you might get um, a little bit of impressions and people like really like them. And then, you know, those things will, you know, start getting a lot of views on them. I'm actually experimenting right now on a, another channel. It's actually a channel I haven't uploaded to in like six years. And on that particular channel, I'm just experimenting with only using the shorts feature where you can sample out clips and then post those as shorts. And I've gotten that um, channel from that particular experiment. Um, I've went from to where there's hardly any traffic coming in on that channel at all because I haven't uploaded in so long. But now um, that channel, I think so far I'm at like 21,000 views um, for that particular channel, just sampling, you know, sampling those, uh, those out. So it's definitely effective, um, that particular shorts feature. Super Tube Spanner in the house. Thank you for the super chat. Danielle says, how do YouTubers get into a swimming pool? They just jump right in. They just jump right into it. That's, I, I guess, because YouTubers say like, hey, let's jump right into it. I guess, I guess yeah, that one didn't land as well. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that one didn't land as well, though. Like, uh, like, I think I get that one. I don't know if you're making a jump cut reference there or if you're making a like, hey, let's jump right into it. Uh, you know, kind of like a little segue that people use there. <laughs> Thank you for that, though. So the uh, next question on our list is from um, Abla Camingo TV. Um, Abla Camingo TV does educational content. Goal of the channel is to become monetized and become a household name. And the question is, how does one go about getting the most exposure from an international perspective? So make sure first that whatever audience it is that you're trying to go after in terms of location, make sure that you're, that you're making high performing videos for them. Once you do that, make sure that you start translating some of your content, right? So make sure you start translating your content for the languages that you want. So you don't have to do the actual words in the video, but you do want to do your captions. You want to do um, the title and metadata, your title and description. You want to make sure that you uh, translate those as well for the audiences that you're trying to reach geographically. Next on our list, 
If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. Steph sells stuff by the seashore. Nice, nice. Almost a tongue twister. Says they sell vintage and other unique items in an auction format while discussing life and telling stories. The goal of the channel is to make money selling stuff and to maybe provide a nice place for folks to connect in a meaningful way. So the question is, I'm looking for a very specific audience, people to buy my stuff. So I'm not terribly interested in just collecting subscribers for subscriber numbers. However, I do wanna grow my channel so more people will come buy my stuff. How can I grow my channel while also making sure that my subscribers are the kind of people I wanna subscribe? So if you have stuff to sell, and this is for anybody, if you have stuff to sell, either your own personal products, you wanna sell stuff as an affiliate, whatever. If you have something to sell, then what you need to make sure that you are um, doing is you need to make sure that you're making content that is good for the people that you're trying to sell to. And what I mean by that is, let's say, for example, if you were trying to sell coffee mugs, then in that case, you probably want to make videos about coffee, right? Or coffee beans or something like that so that you always have an opportunity to let people know that you have mugs available. If you are selling computer mice, Mouses, mice, I think. I don't know. When it comes to these, do you use a plural? Like, do you, how do you say that with, with one of the, like multiple of these? Is that still mice? I'm not sure. But anyway, um, if you're trying to sell these, then in that case, you know, maybe you want to talk about computer tech. So then in that case, you're always getting in front of people that are, you know, using computers, which means that they would be a primed audience for the tech, the computer tech that you have to sell them. Um, so when it comes to anything that you're trying to sell, the idea is that you just want to make sure that you're making the content that's going to get in front of your ideal customer. So on YouTube, we got to think about our ideal viewers, our ideal audience. But, you know, in your case, if you're doing it for business, you have to intermingle all of that with your ideal um, with your ideal customer mzg asmr what's going on man hope you're doing awesome says um nick hope you're doing well man we'll be emailing you soon i land in thailand in december much love awesome awesome looking forward to uh looking forward to hanging out i will see you in december i'm actually heading to la for vid summit um we're actually heading over there um let's see here i think we're going to be heading over there on the 21st but vid summit's in on the 27th so, um, so if you happen to be in that area, then, um, then we could hook up there too. Um, shrinking super Sharon chat. says a content, thank you for the super chat as well, says a content creator shut their channel down this week. They had 15,000 subscribers when they went live two days later, they lost all subscribers. How did that happen? So if they had 15,000 subscribers, when they went live two days later, they lost all their subscribers. Then that means that it's possible that all 15,000 of those subscribers could have been paid for. Um, and YouTube could have detected it and removed all those subscribers from their accounts. That sort of thing happens all the time on YouTube where people will buy subscriber counts so that they can have those inflated numbers because they think it'll matter to people. And then what happens is once YouTube detects it, they'll take them away. That's a pretty substantial amount of people though, to just vanish um, overnight. So if they actually shut down their channel, then in that case, of course, if they re, you know, open the channel, I don't think the subscribers would transfer there. But if they had 15,000 subscribers and woke up and they were all gone, um, then I personally, I mean, I'm not saying that they did this, of course, you know, because I got to be safe there. But um, but I would question the authenticity of the um, subscriber count that they have. Uh, let's see here. Laricia, I hope you're doing fantastic. Nice to see you here. Brown Gal Peace Lounge, hope that you are doing fantastic as well. Commander Vlogs, nice to uh, nice to see you here as well. Artist Haven, nice to see you here also. Hope that you're doing great. So um, let's see here. So as we keep on going, we've got, we got stuff, shell stuff taken care of. We're on to question number 24 already. We're cruising through these. So next up, we've got uh, Del Haven Gaming. Del Haven Gaming says that they do gaming content. 
the goal of the channel is they love entertaining and gaming, and so this is a perfect way to um, have both appetites or to sate both appetites. The question is, what do my successful shorts, some, why do my successful shorts sometimes die at their peak? People stop responding to them. So basically with um, YouTube shorts, they'll get tested in front of people. Sometimes they'll spike like immediately after you publish them. And then, you know, like within a few hours, they flatline. <laughs> so that's just common with YouTube shorts. They're kind of, you know, all over the place um, when it comes to, you know, the, the traffic that you can generate with shorts. It's kind of crazy. Daniel Batal in the house. What's up, my man? Hope that you are doing fantastic. Nice to see you in the stream today. So uh, next up, we got Bradley McKnight. Bradley McKnight says they do cover songs. The goal of the channel is to get my music heard. And the question is, I've verified my channel to get more features. However, I no longer have access to the phone number I did it with. Is there a way to change this number on my channel? I verified my channel using youtube.com slash verify. Um, so I think that they have, I haven't personally ran into this. Nobody I've ever worked with has ever ran into that. So I'm not 100% sure on the process of swatch, switching that over. But what I can tell you is if you go to YouTube, um, if you type in um, updating phone number on YouTube and then type in Google help pages after that, um, then you should come up with like official information from YouTube on the steps that you need to take in order to solve that problem. Super Christina chat. Smallhorn in the house. What's up, Christina? Hope that you're doing great. Looking forward to seeing you at Vid Summit. Says, um, happy Saturday. Just wanted to remind you that there's 17 days and still Vid Summit and 106 days until Christmas. It's that time of year. Heck yeah. Looking forward to seeing you at uh at, at Vid Summit. And uh in Christmas? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we'll hang out at Christmas. I don't know. But yeah, like uh but Vid Summit. Yeah, super uh super looking forward to to, to seeing you there. <laughs> so next up, uh, I'm coming over for Christmas. Yeah, I mean, I'm just letting you know. I, I'm, yeah, I'm coming to your place for Christmas. But um, uh, let's see here. So the goal here is to get my music heard. Okay, yeah, we got that one covered. So next up on our list, we've got uh, Luvi's Fat Life. Luvi's Fat Life says that they do food and travel content. It's informational content. The question is, I rarely port short videos out. I'm trying to do a 30-day challenge of putting one out a day. My question is, Shorts I'm putting out are a list. Top items to pack on a cruise. Each short is introducing another one. Curious if YouTube will try to detect people just packing my shorts as others will. Um, currently, I'm not seeing a lot of traction on the shorts with just a couple hundred views on a couple, but oh, I've put other shorts out and they may get a couple of thousand. So I'm not sure what you're asking here. Um, it seems like you're asking, or you're just trying to get information. Basically saying that, uh, you know, when you put out shorts they seem to not be performing that well even though you're doing like top items to pack on a cruise so what could just be happening um in that case is make sure that you are you know having something travel related in your title make sure you do have some type of description in there um if possible that gives a little bit of context that you're mentioning you know travel cruises you know those types of things even mentioning you know top items to pack on a cruise that kind of stuff in your description as well so that you know the this the system itself can have the right context uh with the content but you know, your shorts are going to perform based on how people respond to them. So make sure that you are paying really close attention to like when you're uploading them for the ones that you have better success with than the ones that you don't, um, because YouTube could be showing them more to certain people based on when you upload them and things like that. And those people could be responding to them better. And then that can, you know, be the thing that causes the spike. So I would definitely just make sure you are keeping track of those types of things and um, definitely start experimenting a lot. So right here, so you have like, you know, top items to pack on a cruise. You might want to just try to experiment with making 
them even shorter to where it's like, hey, you if you're going on a cruise, this is the one item you can't go without and just have, you know, like a 15 second or like a 10 second thing. Hey, if you're going on a cruise, you cannot go without this particular thing. It does this, that and the other thing, you, you know, you're going to be completely lost without it. Subscribe for more. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's see here. So Michael uh, Ernie. Super hope I'm saying that right. I apologize if I uh, did the name wrong. It says my YouTube channel is Romanian and people do not use search. Should I focus on descriptions and title? Hoping YouTube will recommend my videos. I know SEO. Okay, so if you are trying to get people to interact with your content, but you're having trouble in search because the audience you're trying to reach, which is Romanians, don't use YouTube search. Um, I, that, that's surprising to hear like how do they how do they find stuff like if they if they want to find something how do they find it but anyway um one thing that you do in that case is you have to remember that d and i were talking about this tonight so you have to remember that a majority of the traffic on youtube does come from the recommendation features so because of that you have to get really good at helping people identify your thumbnails when they show up in their mobile feed when they show up on their home pages against a, a sea of other content that youtube's predicting that user would be likely to interact with you want to make sure that your content is really easy to identify based on what it is that your viewers care about so an example that i gave earlier we were talking about barbecue and and one of the things that I mentioned is, you know, if you're if you're making a, a channel about barbecue, make sure you're focusing on the imagery, make sure you're focusing on the food, the barbecue, because that's what people are interested in. That's going to be the thing that's going to help them identify without having to analyze the thumbnail and having to analyze things and try to figure it out, which people won't do. You are helping them easily identify that your content about something that they care about. So make sure that you're being very intentional with the imagery and make sure that you your the content's actually good too. So what you can do is if you go into your traffic sources reports inside of your YouTube analytics, you're going to see a breakdown in terms of how people respond to your videos from the different places on YouTube. So you'll see YouTube search. You'll see if you're getting anybody from there. Um, but then you'll also see how many impressions you're getting on home pages, how many impressions you're getting in suggested videos. And what you do with that information is you say, okay, I'm getting impressions. People are showing me these videos, or I mean, YouTube showing uh, people these videos, but they're just not clicking on them, which means that you have to work on the part of, you know, trying to learn how to get people to click more. But the, uh, the trick for that is, like I said, keep it simple, keep it crystal clear, and just imagine if somebody were to be logging onto YouTube, the person that I'm trying to reach that's interested in my type of content, what can I add to this thumbnail that would be relevant to it that would help the people that like this type of content identify without having to think about it? They just at a glance see it and it's like, oh, that's something that I'm interested in. How can you help them identify that your content is about that thing that they care about, right? Focus on that. And then of course, you gotta make sure you have a compelling title. But when it comes to the recommendation features, just like YouTube search, your videos have to perform in those features. So make sure you're also looking at your audience retention reports to see how people are responding to the videos once they come in. I've got a video on my, or a short on my channel that shows you how to get, um, how to find that area within like a few seconds on my channel. Um, so you wanna make sure that your videos are performing in those features because if they don't, then YouTube will prioritize the content that performs and it will deprioritize the content that doesn't. Um, see here, Joy super Build chat. Cities. Thank you for the super chat. It says, tell me more about your members Facebook group. So our members Facebook group is basically a community of content creators where we go in there and we share ideas and people ask questions and that kind of stuff. Um, it's kind of like a self, you know, running community of sorts where somebody will make a post and then like everybody will come in and kind of chime in on that particular post, depending on the, you know, the post and the question and, and who's available to help. Um, and then I also stream in there once a week and we look at YouTube channels. I got a big list in there that I'm working through of people that 
you know, want feedback and, um, and I'll look at channels. And then if somebody has a question about something, they can tag me. And then when I see that, then I'll go in there and I'll answer those questions as well. And then sometimes, you know, I'll just be, you know, kind of just looking through the group and then you know, I'll just hop in and answer some stuff also. Um, but that's essentially what the Facebook group, um, Facebook group is. Thanks for asking. And I uh, hope to see you in there. <laughs> so uh, let's see here. So next up on our list here, we've got, we're at question number 27. We are cruising through these today. So um, the next one, we've got uh, Thyrith the Cuber. Thyrith the Cuber says that they are doing cubing video cubit cubing skit content. The goal of the channel is to reach a thousand subscribers. And the question is, hey, Nick, my question is, why am I losing subscribers and how can I stop it? So Something that everybody needs to know for those of you that are just getting started on YouTube is when you are um, publishing videos to YouTube, every subscriber that subscribes to your YouTube channel is not going to stay a subscriber forever. So you're gonna have some people that will be there for a long period of time. Some people might be there for the entirety of your YouTube channel or for as long as you do YouTube. However, that's not going to be everyone. Some people will stop subscribing or they'll unsubscribe because they subscribed for one piece of content thinking you had a whole channel about it or just wanting to see more like that. And then you started making something else and then they noticed it and then they unsubscribed because of it. Um, in other cases, you might say something offensive that kind of crosses a line with some people. And, you know, the world we're living in, everybody's, you know, not everybody, but a lot of people are like, you know, sensitive about a lot of stuff. So it's pretty easy to do. So you can say the wrong thing. And then, you know, those people will end up leaving and, you know, just not, you know, they'll unsubscribe because of whatever it is that you said. You also have situations like this because like right here, we got like 362 people in here. And out of that, some people will, you know, be trying to get questions answered and stuff like that because they don't know yet that, you know, here in the stream that the questions go into the form in the description. And because of that, they'll think that I'm ignoring them or that I'm, you know, not responding to them or something like that. And they will unsubscribe for that reason. So, you know, there's all kinds of different reasons that people unsubscribe um, from YouTube channels. In addition to all of those things, interests change. So for example, um, let's say that you, you know, subscribe to a channel about iPhones, um, or let's say your channel is about iPhones, just giving you some context here. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have people that, you know, start getting a new uh, Android device, then your channel becomes irrelevant to them and what it is that they need or, you know, what it is that they're interested in, because they're no longer an iPhone user, just, you know, that's a pretty um, extreme example, which is why I'm using that one. But, um, but the idea is that, you know, people do unsubscribe a lot. And uh, on my particular channel, just to kind of give you some support here and some, you know, relatable information. So on this channel, um, since I started it, I started this channel back in September, September 27th, actually of 2014 is when I started, when I uploaded my first video. Since that time, I've lost over 350,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel. Yeah, let that one sink in, right? So over 350,000 subscribers over the duration of my YouTube channel um, have have left. <laughs> so when it comes to losing subscribers on YouTube, it's part of the gig. Of course, one thing that you do want to do though, is you wanna be mindful when you do notice videos, like, man, I took a big loss in this one. You just wanna take a note and try to see if you do identify patterns of like, hey, every time I publish videos about this, or I do these types of things in the videos, people leave. When you start noticing those things, then you can make the choice on if you want to keep going the direction that you're going in, or if you want to kind of cater things a little bit to the people that are interacting with your videos. Um, but you, you do want to make sure you're paying attention, but you know, just understand it's part of the gig. Cloud Gaming Dad is our next question here. Cloud Gaming Dad, really quick. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. 
They do gaming content. The goal of the channel is to forge more relationships in the cloud gaming community. And the question is, I noticed my audience looking for fringe gaming content, such as how to make merch for gaming channel. Would you recommend doing a limited series on this topic as it's outside of my niche in a way? So if you are making content that is for people that are like gaming content creators, that would be, you know, using merch, um, or anybody that would be using merch, then in that particular case, it would be a good fit. If you're making content for people that love to watch games that are likely not going to be watching merch or, uh, you know, uh, you know, watching a video about merch, then in that case, that would not be a great video to make. Um, let's see here. So as we keep on going, we got round number 29. We're blowing through these today. This is great. So the goal of the channel, let me go back to the name, the broccoli night paints a picture. So like I see your channel name, the broccoli night, I picture like a, like a, like a head of broccoli there with like a cape flowing. It's got like a little, like, you know, got a little, little tiny broccoli arms coming out, you know, kind of given like a Superman type of, you know, pose standing there like this with like a green broccoli, maybe like a, like a white cape, or maybe you know, let's just go green. It's broccoli, like a green, you know, broccoli, you know, cape, just kind of, you know, draping there, flapping in the wind. It's kind of what I envision with your uh, channel name. But anyway, to self-development, sobriety, and improving one's mental health channel. The goal of the channel is to help people on their journey of life to be happier and healthier. The question is, I started my channel four years ago, and I never really got consistent with it, and things never really took off. I have 103 subscribers. I took a break from this channel to work on a gaming channel that's actually blowing up good right now, but I still want to post my self-development style videos as well. I was thinking about just starting a new channel. I do have a backlog of videos that I already uploaded, but I've learned to edit videos better now after working on the gaming channel. I was wondering if I should re-edit my videos and start a channel with a easier to spell name or my actual name to build a brand. My name right now is The Broccoli Knight, um, but I was thinking of going with something more simple like Sammy Stark. I don't think this will be much of an issue since I only have 103 subs. Also, I have a weird distant family subscribed for my current channel and I'd like to get away from them. Thanks for the advice and the help. So um, this is a really good question. So when it comes to the name of your YouTube channel, it is important to make sure that you are thinking long-term in terms of, do I want to, like when it comes to, you know, having a name, like, do I, do I want to build this long-term, like as a, you know, channel brand, um, or do I want to, you know, build up my own personal brand, like around, you know, my name. Um, then in that particular case, then you would make, you know, that call on based on whichever direction you're trying to go. But when it comes to like re-editing your, you know, videos and things like that, if you think that you can make a better video and those haven't been published yet, then absolutely, I think that you should. Um, and there's nothing wrong with having the gaming channel that's thriving, but then still putting out your self-development content because you just want to add that value out there and you want to have that content available. And if it does great, awesome. And if it doesn't, then you'll try to do better over time, but you really want to focus on the gaming channel. Um, if you're in that situation, it's perfectly okay as well. Like there's, there's no rule on YouTube that says, Hey, if you have, you know, if you have one good channel, you can't work on another one, or there's no rule that says, you know, Hey, you can't upload videos. If you're not going to be constantly uploading videos, there's not that rule either. So because of that, you know, if you're like, Hey, I just want to upload these from time to time, because I want to put this out there into the world. And then I'm going to focus on my gaming channel. That's perfectly, that's perfectly fine. But when it comes to the name change and all that, the broccoli night, I think is kind of, you know, funny, but you know, Sammy Stark, it's, it's one less word that people have to remember. You got the double S thing going there. You might be able to do something, you know, fun in terms of like the logo for that. So, um, that's going to come down to really like a personal choice on what you should do, um, in that situation. But when it comes to the two different types of, uh, content, um, I, I think it really comes down to what it is that you want to do long-term and where it is that you think that, you know, that you'll get the most value and that you can give the most value in terms of the people that are interacting with your content.
So next up on our list here, we got, we're at number 30 right here. We've got guitars and drones. Guitars, drones, interest is the type of channel. The goal of the channel is to make some kind of income. The question is, can you use the create button to create a short video using other people's video without getting a strike and not actually asking to use the five second clip? That's if the clip is available to use as a create file. So here's something to just keep in mind. Um, there have been some complaints coming out about people publishing videos. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. About people publishing YouTube shorts and uh, based around you know, this five second clip and then that, that creator that has the short, um, that five seconds, them unchecking the box and essentially you know, causing those clips to disappear. Um, so I've, I've seen that being posted. I haven't experienced that personally, so I'm not sure exactly what's going on there. Um, but that is something that people are talking about. So I just want you to be aware that that could possibly be a thing, but in terms of you being able to use that clip as part of your content, um, I, I think I've seen information there as well. Um, about some type of complexity. I know my brother was also talking about something as well about some type of, um, um, I, I don't want to say complexity, but some type of issue where people are using, you know, some other people's shorts content or sampling it out. But then when they put it up because they don't have the rights to use like the music that was playing in the background that they are, you know, having some issues with that. So right now I would just be cautious and make sure that if you are using someone else's, you know, five second clip at the beginning of yours, make sure that right now it doesn't have any type of, you know, copyright protected things attached to it. So make sure that it doesn't have any music playing in the background or it's not showing any imagery that could be copyright protected outside of what the creator uploaded to YouTube, like if it's them talking or, or something like that. Um, Aperture Movement says a little too early to talk about Christmas. Isn't Thanksgiving first? Ah, it is. See, I'm in Thailand. So for me, like, you know, that whole thing, like, you know, like, uh, you know, like Christmas, even like the, they have it at the malls. We have like these huge Christmas trees that pop up at the malls. But outside of that, like, you know, like Christmas isn't really like a thing here. Like it's, it's, it's a thing here, like, you know, at our place, but, um, but in terms of just, you know, the area. So like, I don't get that like full Christmas vibe that I love in the States. I love the whole Christmas thing um but for thanksgiving that almost gets skipped over because it's not you don't see that anywhere over here so like i have to really be paying attention online and have to have it in my brain to even think about um thanksgiving showing up <laughs> but um says okay now the real question which would be a good website to record podcasts so a website to record podcasts i'm not sure but when it comes to software to report, uh, record podcasts, I actually just put out a tweet for this myself because I was looking for some clarity. So in the past, I used Adobe Audition, um, but I'm looking for a solution to do it on my Mac and I could use Adobe Audition over there as well. Um, but since I'm not doing, uh, you know, since I'm, you know, not doing that, I was like, hey, I'm going to, you know, put out this tweet, see any feedback. And um, I do have Logic Pro in the Mac. So because of that, um, I'm going to start using Logic Pro for that. But there is one place that I do know of that you can record your podcasts into. Um, it's called Descript, D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T, I believe is how you spell it. Um, you can get like videos captioned there, but you can record your podcast into it and it'll actually show you like the words as you're actually saying your podcast and you can even save that later. And if you wanna put it in like a blog post or something like that, you'll already have all the words of everything you said in the podcast. So you might wanna look into uh, Descript for that. Hey, and really quick, um, uh, we have some feedback here from Bre uh, uh, Brown Gal Peace Lounge says that the Sammy Stark version sounds cool. 
<laughs> when you're, so for that channel name uh, discussion that we were having earlier. <laughs> so uh, really quick here, the next question is from Going Crazy in the Kitchen. Thank you for the super chat, I appreciate it. Says, I get very few comments, should I be happy when I, um, so I should be happy when I get them, but today I got a really insulting, like a passive aggressive, please don't destroy more food, I removed it, is that good? You know, this is a really good question. And the reason this is a good question is because everybody here is going to deal with negative um, or even inappropriate comments at some time if you're not dealing with it already. So when it comes to negative or inappropriate comments in your channel, you can, of course, do whatever you want with them. Like you can, you know, delete them. You can ban that person from your channel if you want to. Um, but one thing that you can do to kind of hedge against this stuff is let's say, oh, we got like broccolis dropping here in the chat. This is great. But um, one thing, one thing that uh, you uh, can do is inside of your YouTube settings, um, and you can find this if you log into your Creator Studio. Go down to the very bottom left-hand side of the screen. You're going to see a little gear icon. Click on that gear icon. It's going to open up a little dialog box. In that box, you want to go to Community. Once you hit Community, then you scroll down the page. You're going to see something called a blocked words list. So if you have things that people do start saying to you on a regular basis, like let's say, for example, if you're an older creator, I'm not saying you specifically, but just anybody else that happens to you know be listening to this. Let's say that you're an older content creator and you know people are coming at you because you have gray in your beard, right? Like me. Then in that case, if you were offended by that, then you could say, you know what, I'm gonna put gray beard um, in my um, in my in my blocked words list. And then what happens is anytime somebody says that in your comment section, YouTube will automatically remove that from public view and put it into a held re held for review area and then that particular area you can go and look at that later if you want to or you can just ignore that area completely um, but you know people typically use that the way that I use it really is to put a bunch of like bad words in there and you know things like that or you know things that people say that are like you know just not you know like right for the for the you know for the comment section I'll put those types of things down there so that they get automatically handled however in your case um, if you have, you know, somebody, you know, being passive aggressive and you removed it, it's not that it's good or bad. It's just that personal choice, right? It's like, Hey, I just don't want that type of stuff in my comments. And when it comes to your comments as well, another thing that's really important to think about, especially if you're a content creator that is wanting to do this professionally, then one thing that you have to think about is what type of community am I trying to grow here? Right. What type of what time what type of community do I want to interact with all the time? So like in my case, I want to react or interact with other, you know, positive people, other people that are trying to do stuff and trying to, you know, make things happen and all of that. Um, not necessarily the people that are naysayers and the people that are negative about everything and the people that are like, oh, YouTube this and YouTube that, and I could be doing better if it wasn't for YouTube and you know, like that whole crowd. So because of that. If somebody comes into like my comment section and they start, you know, being aggressive towards other content creators that are being positive, I'll, I'll just ban them from the channel because I'm like, hey, that's not what we're doing here, right? So, uh, so you know, I'm I'm very particular about the comments that go on the channel. I don't ban um, people or remove them if somebody disagrees with me. I actually I'm open for that. But if somebody does come in and they're they're causing problems for other people that are commenting or they're just being a little bit, you know, they're, they're just being mean, right? Um, or insulting to other people, then yeah, they're they're gone because I you know I'm not trying to uh, you know nurture that type of activity. And another thing that happens as well, um, and this is why I mentioned it, you know, if you're going to be doing this professionally um, or as like a, you know, a serious side hustle, another part of it is 
down the road, if you're not having this already, you're going to, you're going to be working with companies. You're going to be working with people that are going to want to sponsor some of your content and things like that. And as part of their research, they're going to be looking to see how engaged your audience is. So the last thing that you want is for a company that could possibly give you a check for, you know, depending on how, you know, your channel is a million dollars, depending on how your channel is like for those companies, you don't want them to go into your comment section and be like, wow, this community is like a cesspool, right? You want them to go down there and be like, wow, this is like a great community. Um, This is going to be a great fit for, you know, this is going to be a great fit for our product Um, because, you know, this creator is managing or fostering this, you know, this, 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 uh, you know, good community here. So, yeah, just keep those types of things in mind as well, because, you know, when it comes to that point in your YouTube career, so to speak, um, you know, it's really important to make sure that, you know, you do have all of your ducks in a row so that when those opportunities, you know, when, when those sponsors show up and they're knocking on that door, right? And that door of opportunity is right there in your face. You don't want it to be closed because or not be able to open it because of a, you know, toxic, uh, you know, community. Uh, really quick. Welcome to the Niminati. Joy Build Cities. Welcome to the Niminati. Make sure when you get the chance, you go to Nimin VIP. That is our members only Facebook group. Um, when you go there, it's going to take you to that group and make sure you fill out all the information on the way in. Um, if you can do that before the stream is over today, I will go ahead and get you in there as soon as the stream is complete. Next up on our list or next question. All right. So uh, next up here, run number 31, kind of cruising through these. This is great. Crazy Kid 949, what's going on? Says, um, original stand-up comedy is the type of channel. The goal is to entertain the world and make it a happier place. The question is, a while ago, saw one of your videos where you talk about a site to shorten URLs in your description box. Is it a free site and what is it? So I'm not sure. Um which link shortener, I mean, it depends on, you know, like that particular video, which one you saw, but um, there is something called Bitly, which a lot of people use um, with Bitly. Um, they do have free plans, but if you want like link tracking and, you know, you want to, you know, build like tons and tons of links and things like that, um, they do have paid plans that you can get into also, but you can get started in there. Um, you can get started in there for free. Kendrick Foster, Kendrick super Foster, chat. sorry about that. Um, thank you for the super chat. Says, I stopped asking for subs at the start of my videos. Monthly subs are way down, but views are the same. Retention is only slightly better. Any advice? Start asking for subs again. So you can go to my social blade and you can track this on my YouTube channel. So if you go to my social blade and you look at my monthly subscriber gain, you can see when I stopped asking people to subscribe at the beginning of my videos. You can see it. You can see it happening um, as I as I stopped asking people to subscribe in my videos. It's pretty interesting, actually. And another thing is like on my new segment that I do there as part of my introduction, um, I ask people to subscribe to that. And those those are generating subscribers um, at, a, at a pretty high rate for uh, for that content. So um, so, you know, that definitely works. Um, of course, you have to make sure if you're new and you're just starting, I'm not saying you, um, Kedrick, but for everybody else, if you're new to YouTube, don't even worry about that right now. Like focus on learning how to make just really good content and getting people engaged and keeping people watching for a long period of time. But once you do kind of crack that nut, so to speak, in terms of like, hey, somebody comes into my video, they're watching, people are really engaged, they're you know completing my videos, stuff like that. That is where you can start experimenting with different calls to action to subscribe and putting it in different places in your videos to see what ends up you know converting better for you and things like that. Like that so um so in your case 
if everything else is better then um with, with the exception of the retention the retention matters so but you said it's only a slight difference so what you what you uh what i recommend that you do um is if you want to keep that you know subscriber rate um accelerating then in that case um i would introduce it back but i would start experimenting with what it is that you say and how long you spend saying it um so that you can just make sure that that you can um, are saying it in a way that converts for you, but also keeps people watching. So one way that I found to do this through tons of experimentation um, is when you are starting the call to action, build it around what it is people come to your channel for, and then close them on the subscribe. So how that works or what it looks like is, in my case, what I used to do is I say, um, oh, and hey, if this is your first time here and you wanna learn how to grow your channel, make videos and all types of other YouTube related stuff, start now by subscribing and clicking the bell. And the idea there is I, you know, I, 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 I did sales like in my, in my past life. So what I did there is I basically front load the value or, you know, what it is that people want. So I'm like, you know, okay, if you want to learn how to grow your channel, make videos and all types of other YouTube related stuff. And, and right there, it's like, yeah, that's what I want. Then start now by subscribing. Right. So it, that, that particular um, structure ended up working out, you know, really well for me. And I, I experimented with it a bunch in terms of, you know, moving that subscribe to the front and saying the thing after and, and all of that also experimented with different things that I would say, you can find it if you go through my, you know, backlog of content. Um, but the idea is to front load it with what it is that people come to your content for. So say for example, cause I don't know what type of content you make Kedrick, but let's say for example, that people come to your YouTube channel for, um, for tech advice. Then in that case, you know, as new people are coming into the channel, that's your opportunity to say, you know, hey, uh, you know, if you want to stay up to date with the latest tech and you want to learn, you know, how to use the this tech in the most efficient way, um, you know, make sure you um, subscribe uh, because I put out content like that every Tuesday or you know, like whatever the thing is. Other things that you can experiment with as part of this, uh, you know, project is that when you are making your content in general and you're just putting everything together, if you have lulls in your content to where like, let's say you're showing people, you know, like how to, you know, how to use a phone. I'm just going to use that because it's sitting here, showing people how to use a phone. And then like, while you're waiting for something to load or you're kind of moving something, you know, around or whatever, then in that case, you can just make it a quick thing in passing. Oh, by the way, um, I put out videos like this, you know, uh, every Wednesday. So if you're enjoying this, remember to subscribe so you don't miss anything. And the whole idea is you're not even interrupting the video at that point. So it's, you're not making a whole thing about it. You're just kind of sliding it in there without it being a real interruption. And by doing it that way, that can also help you, you know, with that can help you to not take those um, retention losses as well. So hopefully that helps. Oh, and one more thing. Uh, and this is like the biggest, most important part of that whole thing. Um, another thing as well is as you're doing these experiments on those calls to action and how they impact your retention and all that, one thing that I also recommend that you do, and of course you're going to have to, um, you know, figure out, you know, the averages based on the view counts and stuff like that, that you're getting in the videos, because, you know, typically if a video does gets like a lot more views, then, you know, there's a really good chance that it'll drive more subscribers. So because of that, you have to factor those things in and make sure that you're running the numbers, right? But what you want to do is inside of YouTube, we have a feature called the grouping feature. So you find this by going into your YouTube analytics, click on advanced mode, and then click on your channel name. When you click on your channel name, box is going to pop up. Um, the third uh, tab over is going to be grouping. Click on that. And then in there, you're going to be able to add groups. I have a short on my channel that shows you how to get to this if, um, if that wasn't clear. But just go watch that short. It'll show you how to get to it. But then what you want to do is you want to say, okay, here are five or ten videos where I did this. 
in the video in terms of asking people to subscribe. Here's five or 10 more where I did it this way. And then you can actually compare those against each other as a content set. And then what you're looking for there is based on the structure of how you're asking people to subscribe, then you look to see which one converts for you at a higher rate. Uh, but then you also have to go in and double check the retention, you know, like you're already doing to make sure that it's not having that negative impact on your retention as well. So a lot of info there. If you have any, um, you know, uh, if you have any, you know, questions about that, you know, feel free to drop them in the chat. But, um, you know, that's the uh, that's the idea. So uh, let's see here. So next up on the uh, next up on the list here, we've got uh, Chicken C. It says, has there been any info recently about YouTube helping find more long form from videos from shorts? Thanks for all the tips and info, dude. Good luck with all of your channels. So when it comes to the shorts, yes, absolutely. So one thing I recommend, um, Chicken C, is I have a new segment that I put out every single Friday that um, helps YouTubers stay up to date with the information or the news that's essentially happening around YouTube that impacts content creators. So make sure you check into that because I'm sharing tons of information about shorts right now. But basically, YouTube, I think it was two weeks ago, they did a update to the algorithm to where in the past, when you had YouTube shorts that you were putting out, there wasn't a connection. I mean, of course, if they subscribed to the channel, there was a connection, but if they just watched it, there wasn't a connection between that shorts content and your long form content. They fixed that. So now if somebody watches your shorts content and they really enjoy your shorts content, then YouTube is likely to recommend your long form content to them as well to see how they respond to that. So they have made that, uh, they have made that bridge now between the short form content and the long form content. but. As part of that, our job as a content creator is if people are responding to the shorts, we still have to be able to get them to click, right? So make sure that you, you know, that you are really working on your titles and thumbnails because if you've only been making shorts, and I'm not sure if you are or not, but if you've only been making shorts or you've been prioritizing shorts, then um, in that particular case, you might be really good at making shorts, but you have to make sure that you are working on that skill of, you know, learning how to make effective thumbnails and titles so that when YouTube does recommend your content to the people that are enjoying your shorts, you can get them to respond to what it is that you're doing. Hopefully that made sense. Um, Demon Dro, thank you for the super, super chat, chat as well. Says, did my first reaction video and I got my first copyright takedown. How's the uh, proper way to do this? Um, this wasn't a repost. I talked through the whole thing. I see people do this every day. So yeah, so basically this is one of those situations to where you know, you are going to have to claim fair use and you're gonna to have to dispute it if you want to dispute it. Um, keep in mind when you dispute a claim um, or a strike, um, if it's a claim and you dispute it, then in that particular case, um, if you lose, then it's optional that you could you might get a strike, which is weird because it kind of takes away the incentive to even, it kind of puts you in a weird spot because <laughs> it's a hard call to make. Um, but if it was a strike already, then I would, you know, I would dispute it because if you believe that you were doing it in a manner that was fair use, then in that case, you know, you should definitely, um, if it was me, I would, I would dispute it uh, because, you know, you were doing it in a proper way. But this is a great example of, you know, for anybody else here that's doing like reaction videos, or you're thinking about doing reaction videos, or you're thinking about using other content within your content, this is one of those situations to where it's really important to make sure, and I'm sure, you know, Demon Drew, I'm sure that they're up to date on, you know, like how to do it properly because they've been hanging out here for a while, you know, they're informed, but, you know, if this is like your first time here, one thing that's really important is that if you are going to be doing any type of reaction content or using you know any type of other content in your videos, you have to do it in the right way. If you don't, then you'll get copyright strikes, your content will get taken down, your channel will get taken down, and it'll be a big headache for you. Worst case scenario, you can end up in court, you know, if you have, you know, assets, things like that. And worst case scenarios, you know, then those could technically um, some of those could be, you know, under attack, so to speak, as well. 
So make sure that you are using content in the proper way. But in your case, man, I would, um, I would just, you know, I would dispute it. Oh, it was a strike. Oh man. Yeah. You should have, you should have, um, cause now you have that strike on your channel. You, you should, um, in my opinion, I think you should have, um, I think you should have, um, disputed that instead of deleting it from your channel. Um, uh, but you know, like, you, you know, your, your, your call on that one, but, um, but yeah, the deletion part makes it seem like, like, oh, okay, definitely like, you know, they were in the right versus them being in the wrong and you getting that strike, um, removed. So yeah, it's, I, it's unfortunate that you, uh, that you removed that. Um, let's see here. So next up on our list here, we've got 86th street project. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. Right 86th now. street project says they do, um, it's a help channel. The goal of the channel is helping people in the work of the back of that, that work in the back of the house restaurants. The question is I'm looking for book recommendations outside of YouTube help books as I have most of them, any marketing sales, business or screenwriting book recommend uh, recommendations that will help with YouTube bonus points. If they're in audible format. Okay. So you've already got YouTube formula. I'm just going to make some assumptions here. You've already got YouTube formula. You've already got um, YouTube secrets. Oh, by the way, that reminds me. So um, just in case you don't know, for those of you that have YouTube secrets or for those of you that watch um, Sean Cannell or Benji Travis, um, they just put out YouTube secrets volume two. Um, this is also available as an audiobook, also just like YouTube secrets or just like YouTube formula. But um, with their um uh with this their update to youtube secrets it's now available on amazon um or you can get it from you know the audio platforms as well but basically one of the things that um sean mentioned was that when it comes to their approach that you know the last couple of years kind of changed everything about you know their approach to social media and how it is that you know they're doing what they do um so it's pretty much you know essentially tons of updated information in their book so um so make sure that you check that out um links to all of that stuff is um down in the description or you can just hop on amazon and you can order you know any of these that you want but um i'm also going to assume that you have two ritual as well this is brian g johnson's book um, this is great for people that are just get, getting started as well but basically other books let me open up my um let me open up my um audible here um or my apple books and i will let you know um so the first one i'm going to recommend to you um, there's going to be two on building a brand and building a community. Um, the first one is called Primal Branding. Um, that one is by Patrick Hanlon. Um, you, you'll hear over time if you watch like, you know, a lot of YouTube help videos, you know, you'll see that one pop up a lot. Um, you also want to check out Superfans by Pat Flynn. Um, that one is also good. It's about, you know, growing a, just an engaged community of, um, of, you know, of, of, of people that are interested in what it is that you're doing. Um, there's one that I haven't read yet, but I have it in my, um, in my list here of, of ones that I've downloaded. Um, Mr. Beast actually recommended save the cat. So I have that in here. I just haven't listened to it yet. Um, so yeah, there's YouTube formula. Um, there's another really good book called at your best which can help you um, overcome, or not overcome, it can help you kind of avoid burnout. Or if you are someone that feels like, hey, I'm doing way too much here and I feel like I'm burning out, um, At Your Best is a really good book um, for that one as well. Key Person of Influence is a really good book. Um, we've got, so your Sapiens wouldn't apply. Um, Search Inside Yourself um, wouldn't apply. Hold on, let me go down here. See here, The Membership Economy wouldn't apply. Neurolinguistics, Simple Path to Wealth wouldn't apply. Um, let's see here. Story worthy, um, is a good one. Let's see here. Steal like an artist is one that I have in here, but I haven't read it yet. Um, so I can't really recommend that one. Um, ready fire aim is also another really good one. Um, the e-myth revisited is also a really good one. 
Um, let's see here what else we've got. We've got The Way of the Wolf, which I think is good. That one's not necessarily one that helps with YouTube, but it's just a it's just a, it's just a good one. Um, let's see here, and we've got Building a Story Brand um, is another one. And if you are somebody that's that that has like um you know like if you're like hey. I'm really good at this, but maybe I'm not like, you know, as good as I feel I need to be with whatever type of content that you're making. There's another one called Expert Secrets. That's a really good one for, you know, overcoming like imposter syndrome and you know, like those types of things that people commonly deal with when they are, you know, sharing, you know, like informational type of, um, you know, stuff. So, um, so definitely, you know, check out um, any of those. All right, so next up on our list, hey, we got Daryl Leaves in the house again. What's up, my man? Hope that you are doing fantastic. Dropping the note. Thank you for the super, super chat. chat there. It's a big one. Woo! Says, why don't we give 17 YouTube formulas away because there's seven days until 17 days until Vid Summit? Whoa. Yeah, he 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 did a big giveaway um two weeks ago too on Vid Summit tickets. This is fantastic. So absolutely. So this is the YouTube formula that he was um talking about right here. And um he's gonna give away 17 of these. So what can we do here for 17 of these? Okay, so give me one second on that. Let me um, answer these two other questions and then we're gonna hop on and then we're gonna hop on this. So while I'm answering these, I'm gonna be thinking about what we can do for um, for the giveaway here. So really quick, Super Johnny trash. Recaps Movie says, I'm getting high views and low average watch time. Uh, my titles and video content match up and I feel the videos are great quality suggestions. So um, Johnny, one thing that you want to do is you don't wanna necessarily, I mean, of course you do want to use, you know, intuition with a lot of this stuff, but you know, you wanna use that to kind of get things going, but then you want to use the data to understand how people are actually responding to what it is that you're doing. Because thinking that you're, what you're doing is good is one thing. And one thing that you have to consider with that is that we all think our content's okay, right? So like when you're, you know, publishing it to YouTube, you're publishing it because you're thinking like, okay, this is to the point, like when you're editing, right? Okay, this is good enough. Let me render this out and get it up there, right? So because of that, we are biased to our own content because we make the content in the way that we, you know, that we like. So what you wanna do is you wanna go in and you wanna look and see how people are responding to your content. So what you wanna do is you wanna go and you wanna look at your audience retention reports. That's a second by second graph that shows you how people are responding to your content on average. You wanna, you wanna look at that and you wanna look for, you know, where are people leaving during that? How are people sticking around? What am I doing in the videos um, for the parts that they are sticking around on? You also wanna look at your relative audience retention so you can see how your videos are comparing against other videos um, across the platform of similar length. So you wanna make sure that you're using that information to confirm that the content is, um, you know, is um, that other people are responding to it as good as you think that they should. Because, you know, there's a big difference in making content that, you know, that we're putting up for ourselves and putting up content that is for or intended for other people to, to, to watch and enjoy. Laron Henderson, thanks for Super Chat Man, says, I'm wondering about a screen capture software. I tried Razer, the software that came with my camera. Um, it keeps flashing green, not sure. Do you have a better recommendation? So if you're doing screen capture, um, I recommend Camtasia. Um, I've been using them since I started my YouTube channel. Um, I think like my third or fourth video, I started talking about Camtasia, um, but they're they're a sponsor of the channel now. And, and I'm not just saying to use them because they're a sponsor of the channel. I was recommending them way before that. Um, but yeah, Camtasia is the go-to for, um, for, for screen recording. Okay, so um, so we're gonna give away 17 of these puppies right here, 17 YouTube formula books, courtesy of the author, Daryl Eaves, who's in chat right now. So here's what we're gonna do. And I got a message, I think it might be, um, let's see if, if that was a suggestion coming in from uh, my brother or something on what we should do here for this giveaway. Throw me a, throwing a lifeline out here, D. Okay, yeah, he didn't send me a message. Okay, so 
here's what we're gonna do. So for this, I'm going to find a spinner, which is a um, thing that's just going to randomize um, the, uh, you know, everybody that's hanging out in chat today. So we're gonna do a couple of things. So yeah, Dee's like, hey, you're on your own. Thanks, Dee. So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna pull that randomizer up um, to just select, you know, just some random people out of here because we gotta, you know, make sure it's fair. Um, so we're gonna do that for a couple of these and I'm gonna ask some questions and I'm gonna test you guys and see, you know, how how well you know, you know, about this stuff. Um, and then we're gonna give away some, you know, based around that as well. So um, let's see here. I think it's called, there it is. Oh, no, that's for Facebook. Okay, so um, let's see here. StreamYard giveaway tool. Um, D, do you know what the URL is for the um, for the spinner here? For the StreamYard giveaway tool. I have it in my bookmarks. There it is, got it. Okay, so I found it. So, okay, so here's what we're gonna do. So here is the broadcast. So the very first one here is going to be Vid Summit, okay? So what I want you to do, and I'm gonna go ahead and get this up, is the hashtag Vid Summit is what I want you to put into the chat right now. Anybody that wants to win one of these, do hashtag Vid Summit in the chat, and this is going to identify those, and you'll actually be able to um, see it. I'll switch actually to this camera right here. Nope, right here, did it go off? Where is, uh, oh, it did turn off. Okay, so no, I'm not gonna do that. Okay, so here we go. So they're, they're starting to come in now. So um, so we're at like 29 entries, still trucking. Yeah, let them, uh, you know, let them keep coming in. We're at 44 entries, still going. Vid Summit, this is for this one. We're at 54 entries, going, going, going. Let me share my screen just so you guys know I'm not doing anything like shady here. <laughs> Let's see here, so let me, uh, let me share this. Let's go to uh, share screen go here and we're going to pull this up add to stream okay so right now we've got 82 entries 82 entries coming in for vid summit so keep those coming in and this is for a um this is the first one here for people winning the um the youtube formula and three two one draw here we go drum roll oh i think i took my drum roll out yeah, I took my drum roll out. Speak English with this guy. Woo! That's the first winner. Okay, so speak English with this guy. Um, just got a YouTube formula book. So let me take a note here uh, really quick so I can make sure to do this. Okay, so here's what, um, here's what I need you to do, man, is I need you to send me a, and all the winners, so you need to make sure that you um, have this. So I need you to send me a tweet. Not a tweet, I'm sorry, a Twitter DM with your mailing address and your name. Um, and then that way we can, you know, we can get this over to you. So that's the first one. So I'm gonna put a little uh, a little one next to this. Here we go, boom, okay. This is fantastic. So just as a reminder, what VidSummit is, because everybody's putting, you know, that hashtag in there. It's the, it's the conference that's happening in LA from September 27th to the 29th. Um, this is like, if you're a video content creator, it doesn't matter really what platform you're on, but it's, it's more focused on YouTube, but there's tons of stuff there also about, you know, TikTok and Reels and all that. Um, but if you are a content creator, like VidSummit is the conference where you're gonna end up learning the most, you're gonna end up networking the most and all that. It's actually designed for creating 
creators helping other content creators. So because of that, you know, you'll be in the hallway, you'll be talking to people all the time, um, you know, that you can just bounce ideas off of and just hanging out in the conversations just by itself. You'll learn a ton um, about, you know, what you need to do on YouTube. So um, for those of you that are interested in VidSummit, I've got a link to it down in the description. So make sure that you do check that out. So um, we're going to go and we're going to do another one. So for this one, oops, hold on. I just, I didn't mean to do that one. Hold on. So what we're going to do is this next hashtag, because we're going to do, we're going to do a completely different one here. Um, so, because we got to change it, right? Because everybody's still dropping that, that vid summit in here. So this next one, right? We're going to, we're going to complicate things for you. <laughs> so this next one here, um, this is, this one's vid summit 2022. And I'm just going to drop it in the chat just so you can have the, um, have the clarity there on exactly what it is that you are going to do. So VidSummit2022 is the hashtag now for this one. And um, I'm gonna wait until this one goes up. And again, this is for a free YouTube formula book on behalf of Daryl Eves. So we got a lot of VidSummit2022s coming in. And by the way, um, just as a heads up, this is a, um, the, the sticker price on these, it's like 25 bucks. Um, if you're in the States, this is uh, 30 bucks. If you're in Canada um, for, you know, for this particular book, this is a sweet deal. This is like, this is probably, this is a, yeah, for people that buy this, this is a, you know, this is a, a great spend of that money. Uh, but, you know, getting it for free is like, holy cow. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, um, okay, so we're at 33 entries, letting it climb, Vid Summit 2022. Let's see them um, keep coming in here. Got Vid Summit 2022 coming in, coming in. We're at like 40 now. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. If you want to win YouTube secrets right here, keep them coming. So another thing um, that I just want to bring to your attention here is that this is actually forward. Um, the forward on this is actually by Mr. Beast um, as well. This, this is legit. Okay, so we are clogging this thing up here a bit. So keep them coming. Okay, so what we're going to do now is we're going to draw. I'm just hitting the draw and then I'm going to add it to stream. Here we go, here we go, here we go, and Genuine Physio is the winner here on this one. I love the confetti that comes out of this. And by the way, just for reference, just so you guys know, this is the um, StreamYard um, giveaway tool. So let me copy this here, copy this into my notepad, and we're going to keep on trucking here. <laughs> instead, of the seven, instead of the days of Christmas, we're doing like the 17 days of Vid Summit. This is great. So, okay, so let me take this down. And then the next thing that we're gonna do is I'm going to, I'm gonna answer, or I'm gonna ask some questions here. Oh, okay, I'm checking it right now, um, Doug, thank you. Gotta check my uh, message here really quick um, on this. Yes, it's fantastic. There we go. Yeah, it was, it's 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 really slow today, Doug. This uh, the system here. Um. Okay. Yep. All good. So let's do it. So um, let's see here. So next, I'm going to actually um do one more here, and um, as I'm doing this one, give me just a moment. Um, there we go. 
There we go. So, um, okay, so the next one that we are going to do here, I'm gonna ask a question, okay? So again, if you're just joining us, we're giving away 15 more of these YouTube formula books right here. These are written by Daryl Eves. This is like a roadmap um, to, to, to YouTube here. So this is definitely a um, just a, a great book on you know teaching you what's important about YouTube. But you know what? I'm not gonna do this giveaway just myself. You know, there's a lot, you know, seven, 15 more of these. I'm gonna need some help. So for that help, I'm going to pull in Daryl Right hey, Carol, what is going on, man? Give me just Dude, one second to, I, I just uh, like to prepping. adjust my audio here so yeah, I can yeah. uh, make sure to have that all good. And we should be good now. Can you hear me? Hey, hey, how's it going, man? Oh, you know what? I am, am the one. That's my fault. I, oh, I we did it again. Yard, uh, before I stream. So, so let me unmute. So. There we go. I got there you. There we go. There we go. All right. Loud Ooh. and clear. Ooh. Boom. What's going on, my man? How you doing? We got, we got some feedback. Some feedback. <laughs> okay, let me hit my, uh, yeah, I think I cranked it up too high. Give me one second. Audio process minus should be good. Feedback gone? Feedback? Oh, that sounds good. Okay, great. Okay. Can you hear All me? Right, okay. There we go. Perfect. So, um, so we've got Daryl Eves in the house. Daryl is the author of this book. He is the creator of Vid Summit. He's also the executive producer of the Chosen TV series as well, for those of you that watch that. So um, he is here today to um, to help me give away some of these help me give away some of these books. That's a lot of books. You're like 17 of these. I'm like, well, there's all right, let's do it. Still Vid Summit. I mean, why? I know. Why wouldn't we do this, right? Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I should know, right? I should know. That's right. So, uh, so, 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 what do you got? What do you got um, for ideas here on the on well, the uh, giveaway let, side? Let's just do anyone that's in Germany. Put Germany, and I will get you die YouTube formula. <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> we yeah, we who here's in Germany? Yeah, we actually have it translated in nine different languages. We're getting ready to do a push in Brazil, which is awesome. So it'll be in Portuguese here pretty soon. But if there's nice. anyone from Germany, you can win a German. Yeah, copy. if you're from Germany, get it, get it in here. This is your, uh, this is your, your chance to get this just based on your location alone. So the the Thai version is the Thai version available yet? It, I keep it, looking for it. it. Yeah, it, it's coming out. It, it's literally okay. coming out in January. So that's the the first of the year. So it, it takes a little okay. bit. Uh, Takes a little bit of time uh, to translate this, I guess. I mean, sure, I, sure, know, I can imagine. I mean, I mean, look at this compared to this. I mean, just the it's a lot, lot thicker. I guess German they speak more words or something like that. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Takes them longer to get to the point. No, I'm just kidding, Germans. What? I'm just kidding. Whoa, I'm just kidding. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> little, little too much. Yeah. So it looks like we don't have anybody here in Germany. Well, we have Romania. So anyone that speaks German, go ahead and do it. Like anyone in that area, that'd be fine. Uh, just put German on it. We can, we can do it from there it, and we'll right. see how many, I mean, using the tools, right. We can, we yeah. can see hashtag. Right. German. So yeah, it's uh yeah, it's yeah. If you are okay, we got somebody born in Germany. I don't know if that counts or not. As long as they speak German, I just you know, restorative travels. Do you speak German? You got to speak German here. All right, we got Sprechen Sie Deutsch right there. I see it. Here we go. We got uh, 4K Soothing Views, says Germany here. So, boom, we've got a German winner. 4K okay. Soothing Views. There you go. So, 4K Soothing Views, what you got to do is uh, make sure that you shoot me a Twitter DM. Um, you can find me on Twitter if you are not following me over there. Um, just find me over there by my name and shoot me a Twitter DM and let me know your name and address so that um, so I can pass that on and we can get that out to uh, get that out to you. Number four. Wow. You got a location um, for us? Yeah, let's let's do this. Um, 
Who's actually been on YouTube less than six months? But mm. six months, uh, I, how would we, how would he hashtag that? Like, because they, they need it the most. I think out of all the, all the people that are coming on and really understanding this, just put maybe hashtag new creator, maybe. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, they could do six months. Yeah, hashtag new creator, hashtag six months. And really quick, Doug just said Thelma Thrift is also um, is well, also let, German. Can we so, give um, her, let's give her a, a book too. So, yep, there we go. So that takes us, um, that takes us to four. This is fantastic. Okay. So, um, so yeah, if you are a new content creator and you've been on YouTube for less than six months, then what you want to do, let me get this little tool ready. Um, don't put it in there yet. Let me get the tool ready. Um, so let's do new, uh, creator. So what you want to do is you want to put hashtag new creator and you got to do it now because it's starting now, um, is where it's collecting them. Do it now. Yep. Yep. Do it now. Do it now. So get your, um, new creator in there. And again, um, by the way, you know, this giveaway is a celebration for Vid Summit being only 17 days away. So I'm so looking forward to it. Met up with my brother today and we're like getting our like plan together, well, you know, for good. like, okay, we're going to hopefully D can yeah. actually make it back to Thailand this time instead. Of I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're, we, yeah. We're talking about that. Like, man, you know, he was like, you know what? He's like this time I'm just taking like a tablet and, uh, and just like, you know, a couple change of clothes just so I don't have any choice, but to like, try to figure out a way to get back. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hey, uh, so why, why, while they're, uh, putting new creator in there and we're getting a count, I want to kind of explain why I wrote the book. Okay. Um, there's like, I've been on YouTube since 2005 and I'm really a nerd when it comes to the algorithm and the AI, uh, a lot of the presentations that I've given at VidCon or VidSummit. Um, are just years ahead of everyone else because I'm really, really, uh, I'd like to deep dive into it. And then two, uh, Google is actually a client of mine. I actually consult for them. I teach them about YouTube, which is kind of odd, but that's just the way that it is. And then also I do uh, different work for, for YouTube uh, specifically. I'm not breaking any NDAs or anything like that uh, when I wrote the book. But the reason why I wrote the book was I see all these creators come on and they see the opportunity and they get really, really excited. And then they put a whole bunch of content out and then they basically don't, they're not as excited anymore. They're not seeing the results. And I looked at it, um, you know, mostly as they were looking at the wrong type of things to create and they didn't really have a center point. So that's why I wrote uh, the YouTube formula because uh, channel like yours, Nick, give, give a lot of people ideas, but it, you know, it's not organized in a way where someone can just kind of digest and really take action. I mean, it's, you know, I'm, I'm not saying it's all over the place, but it's like, you're covering hey, a lot of different hey, topics. Hey. <laughs> no, you're covering a lot of different topics. And so you got to binge watch it. And so I wanted to organize the topics in a, in a, in a really important way. And for me, I love history. It's a student of history. Um, you got to understand why YouTube started and why they evolved to what they are. Um, and then also, the opportunity. I think if you understand those two things, then you're ready to say, okay, this is the best way for me as a content creator, brand, or business to really expand on YouTube. So that's the reason why I wrote the book. So. Yeah. Fantastic. And and like I said before, I mean, it's a really good book. There's tons of really good, uh, really good information in here. I got, well, I actually have this and I have the, um, the audio version yeah. as well. Would you mind like, let's use, let's give away five or even more. Um, so let's just do this a couple times. Cause I think these new creators, they need it the most. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree. 
So, yeah. um, so yeah, this this first one here is for Blue and Gaming TV. Um, congratulations, you just won uh, YouTube Formula. Let me put this on my list here really quick. Same thing for everybody that's that's winning this. Make sure that you do send me that um, DM on Twitter so that I can you know organize these and get these ready to send over to Daryl. Um, make sure that you include your name and your address. Now, um, keep going with new creator because I'm just hitting this button again, and um, and we're just gonna we're just gonna pull out um, the next uh, let's say four more of these to take us to 10. I just saw Andrew Tate on there. This that cannot be true. Who's <laughs> coming through? Riley Eats. There we go. Riley Eats. So uh let's see here. Let's go pull this up. Yeah, that would have been that would have been pretty that, funny. That would have been uh, really actually. funny. I'll show you how to restore your account on uh Instagram. <laughs> oh my gosh. So let's see here. Let me get this over to this screen. Why is that not sure? There we go. Okay, Riley Eats is our next one. So Riley Eats, same thing. Just make sure that um, when you get the chance, um, the sooner the better, that you um, that you send that over to me on Twitter. And um, while that is going down, I'm going to draw again. So keep those new creators coming. And so and, why, um, this is, why this is going too, one cool thing about Nick is he's always giving the right advice for you guys. Oh my gosh, Q8, he just won. Oh, nice. That's an yeah. awesome channel name. Yeah. Uh, but Nick always gives the the really, really good channel advice. And the thing that I actually admire the most out of Nick is he'll actually dig deep into everything that YouTube uh, puts out there. So like the terms of service that you guys don't even read, <laughs> like he's gone through it and say, oh, there's changes here. You know, he's keeping us all informed of everything. And so it's just beautiful on that. So, yeah, man, I just um, I just started a, a news segment, too, which is pretty fun. Um, because, you know, like, like, you know, just to call it what it is, you know, like sometimes, you know, YouTube doesn't really get some of the, you know, messaging, you know, out really, um, in terms of just new features and, you know, just things like that. So, um, so it's been really fun, um, There's putting out that. There's going to be a lot of news. I'm here to tell you that your channel is going to be super busy because I just got wind of what they're going to be announcing in January and holy crap. Nice. Yeah. No, no. Nice. Holy crap is what I said. Hey, look at that crazy oh. kid. Crazy nine, kid four, nine. nine four nine. Um, you are the next one here um on the list for this. So again, make sure that you just send me those uh those Twitter DMs. He kind of does look like a crazy kid. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> he he's Love like, it. hey, I'm being authentic here, right? I'm <laughs> yeah, being authentic. Got, got, I'm doing the thing. Authenticity is like one of the most important things on YouTube. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> So next up, this is the next winner um, coming in right here. We got Life and Style with Candice is a winner Love of uh, YouTube formula here. Uh, let me go. It's funny with my mouse, for whatever reason, when I go on this, uh, you know, let me just click it here. That'll bring it over maybe. There we go. Okay. Next up on our list, since I have that one. Um, copy Dude, you're such a good multitasker. Don't you think, Man. like, put, put it in the comments that Nick's an amazing <laughs> multitasker. He's like doing all this sound design, switching the cameras, doing the, the stuff. It's great. Uh, it's fun, you know, yeah. definitely fun. So um, next up on the list, we've got Everyday Part of Life um, is Love the it. winner for the new Love one. It. This is great. We're just crushing through these. So right there, we're at 10. So we've got five more um to give away so daryl yes on this one um let, 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 let's let's test them real Ooh, quick I, I like tests so so, so what so what's something that what's something that you think and this is going to be like a first person and that first person 
um, is going to be just like the first one that comes up on my screen. So I'm actually going to change this to live chat really quick yep. instead of top chat to make sure that, you know, I see it in the order that it comes in. So just as a heads up, just based on, you know, how everything kind of goes out based on CDNs and things like that, you know, you might see yours come up before or after the one that I call, but I'm doing this based on what I see on my screen. So, um, so what do you think, Daryl, for a new content creator, just a content creator in general, what do you think? is something that every content creator should 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 know actually this is kind of weird because i'm asking you instead of asking them <laughs> so, <laughs> so okay so the question though would be the question would be about you know something that you know content creators should know as you know part of their as part of their journey so what do you, what, what do you think that uh that we could do there in terms of the question the question would be what is the most important thing about youtube mm. there we okay go. here we go so what is the most important thing about YouTube is the question. Go ahead and put it in here. Okay, so the first one is um, who their target audience is. Would you agree or disagree I with that? One million percent. There <laughs> it's we like go. like who the viewer is, target audience, yep. perfect. You must so have read we... my book or watched a lot of mixed videos. <laughs> so Johnny, Johnny recaps movies. You just won the YouTube formula book. Make sure in your case as well that you um, send me that DM on Twitter uh, with your name and address. You know, so, and this is one thing I want to I want to just elaborate on this. Um, so one of the main reasons why I wrote the book was, you know, people were focusing in on the algorithm and, you know, it changes and all that other stuff. And they get frustrated and they think YouTube's killing their channel. And when you take a step back and all the consultations I've done for some of the biggest YouTubers and brands and businesses and random people around the world, it all comes back down to who who's watching your content where they're watching it from and then what do they do next you know and and that's the that's the whole thing from it and so i can't overemphasize the importance of the viewer um i in in my uh, mentoring program i we we deep dive into that and our whole goal for the whole time is to really understand who the viewer is and how the viewer evolves with your content too so that's really important um but yeah and and really quick as a part of that just so you guys know because i know you know there's some experienced creators in here as well so just in case you don't know um daryl also does have a program called channel jumpstart um where he actually you know helps content creators um as well in addition to you know, like the corporate you know consultancy stuff that he does um he also you know helps you know creators through his uh, channel jumpstart program as well um that's at channeljumpstart.com right that's correct yeah that's correct. okay yeah so if you want more information on that you can head over to channeljumpstart.com and just to, so, to put it out there, there's an application. We don't let everybody in. I'm sorry, but you know, we're very guarded at who we bring into. So. Yeah. You know, in, in my opinion, I think that that's, you know, definitely the, the right move just because, yeah. you know, you got to be able to see like, Hey, is that, are they, you know, trying to do the thing like legitimately. Yep. Right. Um, so, uh, let's see here. So next up on our list. So we got, we got, um, just a few more of these books to, um, to give away. So for the next question on our list, um, I'm going to ask this one because it's something that I talk about here all the time. I just want to make sure that, you know, um, you know, where I've to never actually... seen anyone scroll so fast. You're just like going. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's awesome. It like this particular monitor, um, it's a touch screen. So yeah. basically it's kind of tilted back so I can see everything on it, but then it can, it gives me the relief of not having to use the mouse all the time. So if I have to copy and paste something, then in that case, I have to use the mouse, but otherwise yeah. I can just kind of touch things and I, move I things love around. It. Love it. It's pretty, uh, pretty efficient. I love it. But, um, let's see here. Yeah. And Christina Smallhorn, by the way, she's actually a channel jumpstart, um, student and it's, worked, I mean, it's done wonders. In the book. 
Yeah, she's in the book too. Yeah, like like it's, yeah. it's worked wonders for her um, for her YouTube channel. Well, you're pulling that up. The reason why um, I one of the things that I wanted to do is like there's a difference if I'm the case study in the book because people are like oh he knows YouTube so he's a case study. My goal was the first students of Channel Jumpstart that I put him in the book. So a lot of the case case studies are actually from uh, people that are in my mentoring program, which is awesome. So nice, nice. And um, the, the next question that we're going to um, ask here, and uh, you guys should know this. So if, if everybody doesn't say the right thing here, I'm, I, I might even be offended here, but we're gonna try it. So um, um, if you were to try to understand how people are responding to your actual video content, what report would you look at in your, um, the actual video itself? You're trying to figure out, you know, hey, if, so when somebody starts watching my video, how are they responding to that? What, what, what is that report called? Audience retention report, video for bosses. Boom. There you go. Got it. So video for bosses, we've got you um, there. Make sure that you send that out on Twitter. Daryl, next question. Um, let's go a little bit deeper. I don't know. Maybe I don't want to get too advanced on this, but hmm, hmm, next question. Let's see. Because I like that. I definitely love the retention report, the audience retention report. That's That's awesome. Um, what, uh, mm, what, where do you find the report? Well, that's too hard to, to put in there. You got me stumped, Nick. I'm on training to do this. I'm <laughs> okay, I got one for one. you. I got one. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. So, okay. um, so we talk about from time to time, a feature that's almost hidden on YouTube that allows you to compare content sets against each there other. You and you can use these for testing all, you can use this for testing all kinds of different things on your YouTube channel. What and is that it, feature called? And it is my favorite report of all time in all history of all mankind. And yes. Boom. So, Greg's VR got it. Groups. Yep. Yeah. I love, I love groups. Um, I go super, super in depth. Um, one, let me give it, let me give a hyper tip to, to you all. Um, so uh, a lot of creators just look at the video. Um, and, and they're trying to figure out, okay, where's this video at? It's one out of 10. And that's great that YouTube tells us where it's at, you know, based on that. I don't really care one out of 10, 10 out of 10 or whatever. What I care about is where the, you know, you know, who's watching the video, where they're coming from, and then ultimately the patterns between that. So I try to establish the baselines and, and uh, Greg, you're going to be able to learn all about baselines, uh, in my book. And, uh, once I understand what the average is, um, I, I try to group all the videos that are related, whether it's a bucket or related content that anything that's under, remember a lot of new people, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to talk, Nick. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, like, like, yeah. Like his regular talk is like, like yeah, I'm just trying to talk, please. Let me talk. <laughs> so Nick's going to digest that and then I'll go on to yeah. this next section here, but yeah, so, so what he's talking about there in terms of buckets, that basically means like a like a content pillar of sorts, right? So like yes. if you are, yeah, so if you're making content within your channel and you have one set of your content that's about a specific thing, that would be a bucket. All right, yeah. go ahead. Thank you. And so anything <laughs> anything that's like lower performing, I like to, to group them together. And then anything that's upper performing, I like to group them together. And then one thing that my students know is we look for patterns and we look very consistently what are the consistent things that are happening in a positive way? What are the consistent things happening in a negative way? And with the data of basically the five W's, and we, we go in depth on that in the book, but it's like once you start understanding that and you're trying to make assumptions, then you can actually know what to test 
to see if it actually is the problem. And far too many times content creators try to fix everything all at once instead of being very small and intentional and say, we're just doing this one thing in the next video. And if it does lift it, maybe, maybe that's what we need to do moving forward. Let's go ahead and validate that. So the YouTube formula is just basically the scientific process, basically of understanding people and content and then really refining that. So yes, that's where it's at. I know we geeked out, but I like to geek out. That's good. I like to geek out. Come on. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely you do. <laughs> so um, so the the next question that we have, and um, we have uh, Black Trunks Podcast right here. Thanks for the super chat, super by the way. Trunks. Says, um, I just bought your book, Daryl, on Amazon with a thumbs up right there. So boom. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, Let's not do even this. waiting for the giveaway. Could we could we give Black Trunk Podcast? So there's, there's actually additional training. When you buy it on Amazon, you don't get the additional training, but you'll read in there, oh, there's additional training or whatever. Um, so let's go ahead and give him, uh, access to the private mini course that goes with it as well. Um, so if you can put them on there, uh, and, and then black trunk, make sure you DM, uh, Nick for that. So, yep. Yeah. So DM me on Twitter, uh, make sure in this case, he'll need what name, address, and yeah. email email. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And for everybody else too, make sure that you do send the email, um, along with the name and address, um, as well. And um, let's see here. So really quick. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. The, the member's message says me right now at deer and headlights. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, so, um, so for the, uh, for the next question here for number, uh, number 14, you want let's, let's do this one as a draw. You want to do this as a draw? So let's yeah, do let's another do hashtag. Let's get another, vis, another vid summit hashtag coming in here. And Wait, we will. Yeah, let's, let's do this. What, uh, what day was YouTube founded? And you, let's do, let's do, um, Hmm. Do you want to do it the holiday? You want to say what the holiday is or do you want the actual date? Um, let's do the actual date. The actual date of when YouTube was, was done. Not, not the year, the date, because this is actually a pretty funny story. So it's like actually in the book, uh, the first part. Oh, I, I see it right there. So, so Derek said Valentine's Day. Um, yep, yep. Uh, believe it or not, YouTube was actually started at, as a dating site where uh, the people would upload videos um, to solicit dates. And the, the founders um, needed dates. <laughs> and they thought this is a great idea. And there's a lot of like eHarmony and stuff was coming out and all this stuff was going there. There's a lot of money in it. And uh, they were paying people $25, women, $25 in uh, Stanford area, in LA and also Las Vegas to upload videos. Um, and nobody were watching videos, but they were using YouTube to upload videos of their cat, their snowboarding adventures, stuff like that. The important stuff, the important <laughs> stuff. And that's when, that's when, uh, th that's when they had a huge decision. Or do we stay and try to force it to become a dating site or do we evolve it and let everyone broadcast themselves? And so in, in May of 2005, that's when they really rebranded, really focused on the tools. And in June, they had all the tools available uh, for you to embed websites and all the other embed videos on websites. And, and they changed their, their focus to broadcast, um, you know, so anyone can broadcast. And so what was lovely about that is they used the scientific process too, is they took in the data, they analyzed the data, and then they changed their trajectory. And, and imagine where we'd be at if, if YouTube was still a dating website, you know, cause right? like, that, oh my god! I would be hurt. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know what's you know what's bizarre about that is it it it's funny because it's like you know little decisions that people make like in life, right? Like they could have you know they could have kept that dating site and the entire world would be different 
if they, you know, if they kept that um, dating site just based on the, you know, impact that YouTube has has. Or and has just had. watch like the first video, Me at the Zoo, and right. picture that in your mind as a dating site and some of the things that are going on. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. So, yeah. Daryl, we've got one more of these to give away. But before we do, could you cover me here and just give some general YouTube tips for about 30 seconds to one minute while I step away? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Let me um, go full screen and the floor. All right, everyone. I'm going to give you a couple tips while Nick is uh, stepping away for a minute. Um, one of the big things that I work with content creators, it doesn't matter um, if they're just starting out brand new as a brand or a business or a YouTube creator, I really try to figure out the value proposition of the content you're going to create. And I can honestly say that you as creators are, are creating content for viewers. And if you don't create content for viewers and you're just doing it for yourself, um, you can still get views, but don't expect more than one view because you're the view or the people that are just like you, your mom or whatever likes that. But if you really focus in on it, like understanding what content is and understanding where uh, people would consume that gives us a, uh, a lot of, uh, of reality of what to do next. And so one of the biggest uh, uh, things that YouTube has done is created the opportunity for a lot of people to search and find and discover our videos. And for me, a lot of your channels might be viewed as resource channels, but I'm here to tell you, I don't view any channel on YouTube as a resource channel. I always view it, view it as edutainment or entertainment channels, um, even though that they can get that, that content there. And so imagine this, if you're really thinking about the value of the viewer and the value of the video, it could be something that would be um, searchable. You'd view it as something that people would want to um, consume. What we want to do is think about the content strategy. So if it's like five, you know, basically saying, how do you fix my door handle? And that's your first video. Um, and then at the end of the video, what, what if you would actually have prepared another video that would be five big mistakes when installing your door handle. Cause you just talked about door handles, how to install it. And maybe it's five big mistakes. You just got them uh, really, really targeted views that were coming in to watch another video. That is the secret. If you can get, if you can literally look at the value of the video, who your audience is and what would be the best thing for them to watch next. And you're creating that a part of your content strategy that will lead you to more success. And I'm here to tell you um, that will uh, give YouTube the indicator that, oh, a lot of people watch this video and then the next video that they watched was this. So let's go ahead and put that as next up. And that's where you're getting suggested views. And guess what actually shows up on the homepage um, when, when people are watching the first video, when they come back to YouTube, it's that other video that was, has that huge traffic source uh, from that one video. It says YouTube says, oh, they're interested in this. Let's put it on the homepage. So knowing your viewer, knowing your value proposition, uh, helps you understand your content better. And then your content, you just need to really put yourself into the viewer of what should they do next. And that's where your content strategy is. And honestly, um, that one advice has led to 87 billion video views that I've helped create. Um, wow. and, and it's just really understanding how to leverage content and the viewer uh, so that they'll actually want to consume your content 
think of three or four other people that they want to share with that content and go deeper down a rabbit hole in your content. And if you can do that, that is the secret of success. And I'm here to tell you, I have switched more resources channels over from a search-based traffic to uh, browse and suggestion. I mean, search doesn't even show up in the top five because YouTube actually does a better job at finding the right viewer than anything else. And so 75% of all views that happen today on YouTube happen when YouTube serves a video in front of us. And we're like, oh, that's the video I want to see. Click on it. Ooh, I really like that. And we dig deeper. So fantastic, fantastic tip. Game changing tip, right? Like everybody should write that down. Everything you said, you know what? Timestamp this part in the video um, so that you can come back and actually watch, you know, watch that part. So um, so for this for this last question right here, Darrell, we're at, we're at number 15. Okay. So for this one, you want to do a vid summit hashtag? Let's do a hit vid, vid summit hashtag. So we got, uh, we have a few to give away because we have 17. There's 17 days, not 15. Oh, 17. So, so I was thinking, yep. So 17. let's, let's kind of wrap it out. We can do three for that. For yep, sure. Let's do it. So let's do um, vid summit is the hashtag. So drop vid summit is your hashtag. And again, just in case you're just joining us, we're giving away um, a, uh, we're giving away two more, three more technically YouTube formula books written by Daryl, who's on the screen right now. So, so here we while, go. while we're doing that, why they're putting that in, let me kind of tell you why I started VidSummit. So uh, nine years ago, I, I have a lot of case studies and I've had a lot of success on YouTube. So to, I'd be asked to speak as the keynote at different conferences. And I'd go speak at VidCon and different places out there. And I'm like, man, I really love the conference setting. I really love the networking that happens. Um, but I don't get much value from the stage. And I don't mean that in a very bad way. It's just like maybe hit or miss. I get some golden nuggets and I'm like, why isn't there a conference for me now, Nick, you know, this about me, I don't complain. I just do. So I'm like, mm -hmm. Hey, who do I want to learn from? So I made a list of everyone I want to learn from and say, Hey, would you come speak at VidSummit? And they're like, what's VidSummit? And I told them, Hey, it's, a, you know, it's a video marketing conference for YouTube creators and video marketers like me, you know, we're coming together and I was able to give a platform for people that I wanted to learn from. And I was very specific of what I wanted them to speak on. And i just love knowledge and I love to connect. And guess what happened? Uh, that became a small group. We had about 70 people there. It was a small group and we all learned together. We all learned about YouTube in different ways of how to really amplify um, really amazing content and build businesses. And after that, people were like, when's the next one? And I just scheduled the next one. And so that's, we, we basically doubled uh, in size over the years, but um, each time. Um, and, and, and finally, I was able to bring on some partners uh, to really level it up um, where, where we want to go. But the whole reason why I want to do it is uh, you'll find the schedule. Anyone that's on the schedule, I want to learn from them. Nick, you're on the schedule. I want to learn from you. I watch every single minute of VidSummit. And I, I can tell you, I walk away with gems in every single presentation because of the wealth and also the opportunity for the people to actually educate. Because a lot of the people on the stage, they're not YouTube educators. They're people that are actually doing it in the business. And I want to learn from them of things that they're able to do. The, one of the first sessions is the keynote is Ryan Trahan. Um, I, I did a consult with Ryan Trahan when he was first getting started. And I've been able to watch him grow to a place where he literally owned YouTube and the internet in, in the month of June. Um, everybody was tuning in. People that wasn't even really familiar with YouTube was jumping on and, and really be a part of his storytelling. And he has become one of the most powerful storytellers. Um, so like 
people like him that doesn't have a platform to what's going through his head of where he puts his priority. That's what you get. That's what you get when you come to Vid Summit. But more importantly, um, I'm, I'm here to tell you, and this is probably what I'm the most proud of, is the the culture of Vid Summit. Um, it's about creators helping other creators. Um, you can go and talk to people and they don't think that they're better than that, that we're all colleagues. We don't want fanboys or fangirls there because like that, that literally ruins the opportunity uh, to talk about business and things because people are open up. I remember one of the biggest YouTubers of all time says, I need security at VidSummit. I says, Mr. Beast doesn't even have security at VidSummit. I mean, we have security on, on premises, but they're like trying to, you know, guard away. He says, this is not a fan event. We're your peers. And they, he came walking into VidSummit and he came up to me. He's like, no one even talked to me yet. <laughs> like, well, you, there you go. Like, right. you need to be, right. you got to be a little bit more open. You know, just because you're a big YouTuber here doesn't mean anything because we have the top 1% just walking in the halls. And yeah, they'll stop and chat, but it's not the same type of conversation that you'd have at other conferences. So yeah, absolutely. Should we, should we give uh, these books away? Absolutely. And, you know, as, as a part of that, too, my brother and I, we were actually talking today about, um, I know for me in terms of like conferences, because, you know, coming from Thailand, you know, it's it's a uh, like it's not easy to, you know, to, to take that kind of trip. And um, uh, for me, like Vid Summit is the is the one like I, I haven't went to any conferences, you know, since like everything, you know, since the world changed, essentially. Um, but Vid Summit, like for me, that's a staple. Right. So it's like, you know, like Vid Summit, like it's worth that trip all the way, literally from the other side of the world, the total travel time just to get there. I've seen people online like, oh, it's in California and they're in like, you know, Ohio. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, are you are you kidding? That's just like, you know, that's like I could walk there, you know, it's what it feels like you know in my brain but you know like the amount of travel time that we're going to spend you know just getting over there is is pretty substantial i'm still um, wondering but it's if worth D, it. like it's more I, than I, worth I'm it i'm still trying to figure if d's thought it was worth it <laughs> the last time <laughs> well the last time he didn't he didn't get stuck there um he didn't get stuck there after vid summit last time yeah but he that was in mexico march <laughs> yeah yeah that, that was that was in march we go we went down to yeah we went down to mexico yeah um but that was in uh that was in march that he got uh that he got stuck um, at that time, but yeah, to totally. So our next, our next draw right here is, um, is coming up and we've got for those people that put vid summit in the chat right here, we've got black trunks podcast. What are the odds of that? And they also got the bonus, uh, training as Look well. And they already bought the book. See, that's what happens when you actually come on the live stream. You just win. You just, you right. just win. Right. Yeah, so Black Trunks Podcast, then you'll get another YouTube, uh, another YouTube formula book um, in addition to the one that you got off of Amazon. So congratulations uh, to you on that. And you also got the training. So you're like a big winner uh, today, Black Trunks Podcast. So congratulations to that. And um, you're already going to be sending me your information. So um, so you'll be solid. Uh, you'll be solid there for uh, for that. So let me remove that here. Okay, we got two more. So, you know, I'm just going to let this roll. What yes, you let it roll. Okay, give me one second. I'm pre prepping my doc here. So, Daryl, while this um, while this next one is rolling here, um, or as I'm doing this, because um, you mentioned Ryan, you know that Ryan's coming. Yeah. You mentioned Mr. Beast. Could you give us um, just an idea of you know, like I know, but I'm just saying, you know, from from your, you know, from your, uh, you know, from you, could you give us a uh, some insight on the people that are going to be coming, like the people that um, everybody's going to be able to learn from? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the one of the ones that I'm the most excited about um, at Vid Summit is Wenji. Uh, Wenji is an amazing creator on YouTube, but she's doing really cool things in the Web three three space. 
uh, Web3. And um, there's a lot of opportunity once you understand where to leverage. And I'm uh, really excited for her. I'm really excited for Zach King. Um, he, he's one of the biggest on TikTok, but he was on Vine and he also does YouTube shorts. He just crushes it uh, worldwide. His, his content creation is amazing. Um, and he's going to deep dive into the creation process, but also his business, um, which I'm really excited about because Zach is one of the most humble guys out there. Um, but if you ever go to one of his shoots, it's really, really structured and their team knows exactly what they're doing. And that's kind of odd for a lot of YouTubers. Um, they're just like, Oh, you know, we're going to just kind of go with the fly. Well, no, his is like literally planned out for months and then they execute on a couple of days, sometimes even a week to get mm. 30 seconds. Uh, to a minute of video. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. That's doing the thing right there. <laughs> that is. So he makes he makes a ton of money too. So he can he can definitely do that. So sure. Sure. Hit it sure. next. Yeah, let's do it. Bam. Draw again. Going closer. Watch it be the same person. Restorative travels. There we go. You are next up on the winners list here. And then we are going to hit this draw one more time. Congratulations to you for that. Make sure you send me a DM on Twitter. And then draw again. We've got... Reuven Ideas is the next one here on the list. So congratulations to you as well. So we are now at 17 of the YouTube formula books here. And um, all of those, for everybody that got one of those, again, just make sure that you send me that message on Twitter so I can get these over to Daryl um, as fast as possible so we can hurry up and, um, and get these um, out there to you. Daryl, thank you so much for giving away Can I, can uh, I thank you for on something? Can I thank you on something? Um, so one of, one of the big things about YouTube is um, there's, there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of things that kind of lead you down the wrong path. I can't tell you how many creators do very dumb things because they're getting very bad advice. If there's one place that I trust and if there's one creator that I trust, it's Nick. I'm, I'm here to tell you, like he gives you solid advice. He breaks it down in a very simple way to, you know, that you can consume and understand. And, and this chat channel has really blessed the lives of thousands and thousands and thousands of people in so many different ways. And Nick, I know um, that, that you're on half side of the world, but I know that you get stopped by people that you change their lives because of the content that you're sharing, um, you know, and that's going to always continue to happen because what you're doing right here is bigger than just your YouTube channel. Um, you're really helping people create content that they're passionate about there about and understand the platform and the opportunities. And so like I've been a big fan of the channel. I, I throw thousands and thousands of dollars at this channel every year uh, because I, I love what you're doing and I want to support it in a way um, that it can get it out to more people. And, um, and for me, um, one of the main reasons of Vid Summit, and I'll get kind of um, uh, emotional here, but one of the main reasons of Vid Summit was I'd go to these conferences and people would look down upon uh, YouTube educators. And, and they think they don't know anything. And I'm like, dude, like I can't tell you how many times people um, says I didn't know anything. And I'm like, dude, I got billions of views. Like, it, it, cause just because I'm not in the front of the camera or whatever, 
you know, and they would just kind of downplay it. And the reason why I put the gold play buttons up there is not because um, of anything, but Mr. Beast like says, you need to flex. Like no one knows how smart you are. You just got to flex. And I'm like, I, I just don't flex, you know? Um, but the, one of the main reasons why I started Vid Summit was to give a platform for educators that actually care about you. And, and I told Nick, uh, I remember the first presentation that he and D did, D did you know, I put him on the main stage and he was like nervous, <laughs> like don't be nervous, like don't, don't do it. But I wanted to uh, give a platform for my peeps, which are the YouTube educators. They're the ones that are helping you really succeed of where you need to go. And if there's ever a channel to follow, it's this one. If you're not subscribed, you're insane. You're literally insane. If you, if you don't have that bell notification on, you need to go get some mental help. Uh, because if you're serious about YouTube, um, this is the place that I would go. Um, I, I, I would, if I was starting out brand new, this is the place where I would go because just the way the format and everything that Nick's doing and where his heart is, um, like that, that's it. Like for me, even my channel, I, I rarely post. And the only reason why I post is because I'm bored, you know, and, and I'm not actively trying to teach and, you know, whatever. I, I have my own programs and stuff like that, but I have so many businesses out there. There's ever a channel that you should subscribe to put the bell notification on share with your friends. It's Nick's. And, and I can't wait till you hit the million subscribers. Cause I really don't care about hitting it for this, this one. I want you to hit it. And, and even though that that's that, you know, that big thing, it's all about these, these people right now on the live stream um, that, that are watching and know that they can come to you each week. Uh, several times a week, actually, in different formats to learn what they need to do to, to, to level up. So, Nick, thank you for being an educator. Thank you for what you do for the YouTube community. And I, I'm your biggest supporter. I will, like, I'll always be your biggest supporter because what you're doing is, is changing lives. And that's what I'm all about. So, love it. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for that. I, it really means, it really means a lot. Thank you so much for the, um, I'm like, like super humbled right now. Like, I don't even know like how to react to that. So thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you so just, much for just that. Just do the awkward. Uh. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for that. It really, it really All means right. a lot. So I got to go and I'll let you so much for that. wrap up. So thank you. All right. Okay. So um, Daryl, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you for the, um, for the giveaway here. Um, uh, I'll get that information over to you shortly. Um, once that information comes into me, have an awesome weekend and I'm looking forward to seeing you soon, man. So I'll Love see you here in, in 17 days. There we go. All right. All right. Woo. Man, what a, what, what a, what a, what a thing that was right there. That was fantastic. So yeah. So congratulations for everybody, for everybody that, um, that won the, uh, YouTube formula book there. And, um, uh, and also for, uh, um, black trunks podcast, that was a pretty huge win uh, on your part too. You're like, Hey, I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm getting the book. And, uh, and I'm getting it anyway, but then you also won one and then you also got the bonus, uh, you know, training, um, as well, which is pretty awesome. So what we're going to do is we're going to hop back into the, um, into the conversation here for just a few more questions. We're actually going to do a lightning round. So if you are in these streams on a regular basis, basically the lightning round is where I just try to burn through as many questions as I can in as short of a time as I possibly can. So we're going to go through a few of those just really quick. So if you have a question right now, go ahead and get it in. I'm going to start answering some of these really quickly. And then we are, um, yeah, so I'm just going to go ahead and start answering them quickly. So if you just joined us, this is your opportunity to get your question answered. So go ahead and get it in the, um, go ahead and get it here in the chat. Make sure you put a cue in front of it so I can identify that it's for me instead of a side conversation that's um, that's happening in the chat. 
So um, really quick, restorative travels, uh, make sure you send me your, your name because this has to be mailed to you. So make sure that you send me your name, make sure you send me your um, address and your email address in the event that, you know, that, you know, there's some problem, you know, somewhere, something like that. So, you know, so that, so that you can be contacted um, for, you know, for that. So just make sure you send me that on Twitter. So go over to Twitter and send me a DM um, over there. So let's see here. So here we go. So the very first question that we have on the list is how do you fight off discouragement? This is a great question. So when it comes to discouragement, um, I think that that um, purpose is a, you know, really big part of that because, you know, like with, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand with motivation. It's kind of like, you know, when you have a goal that you're after and you have certain value that you're trying to add and you have, you know, just those types of things that motivate you, it can get you past like little hurdles like that. I'm not going to say little because those can be huge, you know, hurdles, but, um, but, you know, those types of things, you know, can really be helpful there. There's actually a book by Simon Sinesk, I think is how you say his last name, um, but it's called Start With Why. And the whole thing is about, you know, pretty much like developing, you know, that perspective and just kind of understanding like why it is that you are doing the things that you're doing, um, you know, that can be really advantageous um, to, you know, overcoming discouragement and burnout and, you know, all, all types of, you know, different things related to these, you know, to, to creating content. So Aim Kid says regional views impact global views. Um, so of course, you know, if your content performs well somewhere, then it's going to, you know, it, then it's going to, it's going to continue to be shown in the places that it performs well. One thing that you can do that can help, um, of course, if you are trying to get other people from other regions to interact with the content is of course, you know, translating it into the, the languages of the people that you see, you know, starting to come up in your, um, demographics. Um, let's see here. Next up, we got future of YouTube from smoking Joe's pit barbecue. Um, I think we've got a good ride ahead of us. Um, of course, you know, all this stuff constantly changing. It's all tech related. You know, uh, one law could probably come into place that makes things, you know, a lot more complicated. But, um, you know, I think that um, that, you know, that we have a long road still to uh, a long road still to ride um, uh, as it relates to YouTube. Um, let's see here. Next up. Um, shout, make a YouTube short. Um, I think you're asking, should you make a YouTube short? Totally your call. Totally your call. Um, Christina Smallhorn says, what makes a great thumbnail? Um, for a, a great thumbnail is something that your audience can easily identify from the outside at a glance that it has something to do with something that they might be interested in. Um, that's good. And then within that, um, if you can also build some type of compelling element that can be a word or an arrow or, you know, something like, like that pointing to it, or it's built in a way that it kind of leans people down into the to the title so that, you know, you're, you're leveraging the entire package there with your thumbnail and your title, but more important, um, than anything for a lot of types of content, um, is that, you know, your viewers can identify that's the type of content that, you know, that, that they are wanting to watch. So in your case, you know, of course, adding like the houses to, you know, to your videos helps people that are interested in homes, um, our small homes, for example, identify that your content is something about that at a glance where they don't have to read the title. They can just see, Hey, this is about something that I'm interested in. Um, great question. Um, next, how long did it take you to get to 100,000 subscribers? I'm not sure um, off the top of my head, but I know it took me five months to get my first 150 subscribers. But with that, you know, I started on YouTube, didn't know, you know, how to do the thing just like everybody else. Um, so, you know, it took me a while to actually get going. 
Next up, we've got, um, let's see here, a tip for best combination of long content and shorts. Um, with that, just always think about your viewer. Make sure that the shorts that you're putting up, make sure that they are um, you know, relevant to the audience that you're trying to reach because now if people enjoy your short, YouTube's gonna be recommending your long form content. So you wanna make sure that you're thinking of that. So with shorts, typically they'll push you into a new audience of people that haven't respond or haven't you know interacted with your content before. So it's a great opportunity to get in front of them, but what you wanna do is you wanna make sure that if you have a short that pops, you wanna make sure that you also publish a piece of content that would be supportive um, of that short as well. Um, let's see here. Mike Sidebottom channel says, Nick, what is mindset? So mindset is how you think about things. Mindset is like your perspective. So for example, you'll see some people that, you know, if you are um, like, if you walk out in the rain, right, you're going to see some people, like if you take two people, both people just walk out in the rain or they're walking down the street and it starts raining. One person is going to look at it and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. I'm going to be wet. This is so uncomfortable. This sucks. I'm starting to feel cold. And then you're going to have the other person that can be like, you know, oh man, this is so refreshing. Uh, man, I have I haven't walked in the rain in, in a while. This completely changes this experience of walking. Normally we're walking around when it's dry. This is actually pretty cool. Hey, let's run around and splash in some of these puddles a little bit and have some fun in this rare opportunity to be walking around in the rain, right? So mindset is more about, you know, your perspective um, that you that you apply to everything it is that you do. So for example, you know, another separation of that is you have, you know, we'll, we'll make it relative to YouTube, is you have, you know, some people, that are like, hey, I'm just gonna come on, I'm just gonna upload whatever I want and hopefully I get lucky. And you know, sometimes they do, but in most cases, you know, they have a really hard time until they're like, okay, let me actually start applying some, you know, some some effort to this. And then you have other people that come on and they're like, hey, um, I'm gonna learn everything I can about the platform. I'm gonna learn how to make videos that people respond to. I'm gonna learn no matter how many videos I have to watch, no matter how many times I have to try, no matter how many titles I have to learn, um, you know, how to put together, I'm gonna keep trying and applying this stuff until I figure it out because this is something that I want to do, right? So, you know, you also have your mindset that controls, you know, that type of thing as well. Um, so, you know, mindset mindset can impact literally everything that you do. So, um, so mindset is extremely um, important. So um, Learn Spanish World says, when will educational channels be able to upload paid courses on YouTube? Will this feature be introduced in 2022? Um, this feature, according to the release that they put out on that, is supposed to be coming out in 2023 for the um, for the courses. Um, question, some of my shorts, and this is from Blue and Gaming TV, says some of my shorts videos receive a good amount of views, but some don't. Is it because of the time that I posted? It could be, but it's more likely that it is um, related to how people are responding to those shorts. So for example, say somebody swipes up and you're short is there um if they are, are immediately disinterested in that short and then they swipe to another one then yours didn't hold their attention and what youtube wants with your short is they want you to hold that viewer's attention and it's even a bonus if they loop it so for example um they just put out a guide for youtube shorts um this is free for you to download it's all built by youtube i have it in the description i'm going to send you on a little journey here to get this but um but i have it in the description of the news video that i published yesterday um, but basically that particular um thing it's it's a whole it's like a PDF that you download and it tells you like how the, how it works. It tells you, you know, kind of what's important when it comes to shorts and things like that. So I really recommend that you um, check that out. So with all that said, um, I do want to let everybody know that my brother D and Daniel Batal are streaming right now on the StreamYard YouTube channel. They're looking at YouTube channels. They're giving you advice on your YouTube channel. Um, they're you know literally doing reviews over there. So what's going to happen is when I click in broadcast, if you just hang out here, it's going to automatically put you over into their stream. 
So if you want your channel looked at, or if you want to watch them look at their channels, um, so that they, so that as you're looking at it, you can look at your channel and say, are the things that they're talking about this channel, am I doing those things? Does that apply to me and what it is that I'm doing? And you want to have your channel open too, so you can really be analyzing your stuff as well while you're watching this. But um, you're going to go over to that here in just a second. But I want to thank everybody for hanging out today. And I want to remind you, you know, if you are a new content creator, you're just getting started with all this. We might have talked about some things today to where you're like, hey, I'm just getting started. I don't even know what an audience retention report is. You guys are talking about click-through rate. I don't know what that is. Um, so if you're, you know, there, I just want you to know that, you know, it's just part of the learning curve. You'll learn those things over time. But out of all the information that you heard in the stream today, if there were words um, or anything that I mentioned that you were like, eh, I wasn't really sure what that meant, I recommend that you do write it down and that, you know, once the stream is over, when you have time, you start Googling around and trying to uncover that information so that you can make sure that you better understand or that you have a really good, you know, understanding of the platform that you're wanting to succeed on. And also out of all the advice and tips that we've given today. Um, you know, we have, you know, talked about a ton of stuff and you might be thinking like, oh my gosh, I have this huge mountain to climb. I have all these things that I have to do. And, you know, it may or may not be true that you have all these things that you need to do. But the most important thing is that you don't look at it like a mountain. You look at it like I'm just taking steps here. So instead of trying to do all of the stuff that you might've heard about today, just think about, okay, out of all these things that we talked about today that I'm not currently doing, or I haven't currently explored on my channel, what could I do now? Like what one thing could I focus on over the next few days or maybe over the next week to get a really good understanding on it, to maybe test it with the content that I'm putting out or something like that? Pick that and start working on that. So we'll be here next Saturday at um, 9 a.m. Eastern. So I will see you there. And um, again, I want to thank the sponsors, um, TubeBuddy and StreamYard. Um, you can find them down in the description below, as well as a bunch of other things that are useful to you as a content creator. For those of you that are going to VidSummit, I will see you there soon again. That's happening here in 17 days. So I'm super exciting for that. Again, information for that is down there. And congratulations again to everybody that won the YouTube Formula book and uh, um, uh, super cool, Daryl, to, uh, to, to, to drop these in there on you guys like that. Super awesome. So, um, so thank you everybody for hanging out. Have an awesome rest of your weekend and I will see you next time.